Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Let's go. In a room full of tight stairs. Was LFU a dream or a nightmare? How dare I rap about my real life? Good Lord, I gave my all, but this don't feel right. Jigaboo's a minstrel you, but never me. Black face, my black face could never be. Sam bold, my camos say otherwise. That revolution of mine, they'll never televise. One album, I'm still kicking. Def Jam, tell them I'm still with it. Tell them I'm still winning. Tell them I'm still in it. Next time I drop a bomb, I swear I'ma kill niggas. No pause is needed, I swear I don't feel niggas. Snakes in my front yard, I swear I'ma deal with it. All is still hitting. Pray that they still get it. I feel like I failed y'all. It's hard to live with it. My dreams. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. We're back again. I know, I know. I've been gone for a minute. Uh, we did three episodes last week. I was going to try to go all week, but I had to take a few days off, man. You know, I thought I came out pretty strong, so I want to give my voice a little bit of a rest, give, give you guys um, a chance to catch up to all the episodes, even though it's only three. But I know it's not getting to everybody like right as soon as I dropped, some people were finding them a little later. So wanted to give you guys a chance to catch up a little bit. But you know what? It's Sunday night and I am back with another episode. Another one. Yes, we are back. Um, I'm going to call my friend D'Angelo in a minute. He wants to be on the show today. He reached out to me. He said, hey, whenever you need somebody, let me know. I'm always down to, to talk with you. So D'Angelo, like, like I've mentioned on the previous episode, he's kind of like uh He's like my mentor when it comes to this this podcasting. He kind of got me he got me started. He's like the Jazzo to my Jay-Z. I'm not saying I am Jay-Z and he's Jazzo cuz that might be taken as disrespect, but I'm just giving him his props that he he was the guy who kind of got me started in this whole podcasting game. I, I already knew about it, but like I said, he had the equipment. He let me record for free at his place, so we're definitely going to give him a call. We're going to go through a lot of topics. I, I sent him some stuff this morning, so I'm, we're ready. We're ready to go with with that. But before I call him, I have a I have a bit of a rant that I want to get to. Um, as I said on the last on the first episode about my finding my coffee home, I thought I found my coffee home. I really did. I was excited. It was consistent 10 times in a row. And I told you all last week when I went there, it was a little off. It was off. I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was an off day, so I went back. I went back on Wednesday because Wednesday and Sundays are the days that I get my coffee. So I went back on Wednesday, and the coffee was warm. It was warm again. Actually, it wasn't. Was it? No, it wasn't warm. When I went in there, I looked. This time I looked because I was like, you know what? I need to figure out what their algorithms are in this place. So I looked at the pots. They don't have the traditional pots. They have those big metal ones that you see at like the racetrack gas station. So they have those and then they have a light on each pot, the red light. So I said, you know what? I saw one, the one on the left had the red light that was bright. And I told myself, that's probably the one that's going to be hot and fresh. And the other one, which is the one I like, the dark roast on the right, the light was off. And I really wanted a dark roast, but the light was off. So I was like, you know what? I don't know if I could take any chances. So I said to the lady, I said, 
before I even ordered, I was like, which one is the fresher one? I, I just had to be, I had to keep it real because I didn't want to BS around. Like, we both know what the situation is in there. We know what's going on. You guys are trying to save a little bit of money right now. The pandemic's going on. Probably not getting as many uh, customers as they're used to. So I think they're cutting corners. And what I think is, I think they're making a fresh pot of coffee right when they open, which is like six in the morning, maybe seven in the morning. And I, I think they're letting that ride out for about four or five hours. So I, when I'm getting there at 11, that pot, the light turns off at a certain time, just like your coffee maker at home. The light is going to, the heating surface turns off. So it's going to stop heating at a certain time. So I think what happened was they're not making the coffee as frequently as they normally do. Cause normally I've gone in there before at like nine o'clock in the morning. It was fresh. I've gone at 11. It was fresh. I've even gone in at one o'clock PM before I had hit the road somewhere and it was fresh. So I'm like, all right, they must be trying to cut corners, but I don't want to call them out. Cause I don't know what their, what their costs are. You know, maybe it costs a lot for them to make the big pot of coffee. So I don't want to, I'm not going to be the person that like calls you out to make the fresh pot just for me. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to go to the left side. I'm going to get the house, even though I don't really like the house. I think their dark roast is much better, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to get the house. I'm going to save y'all some money. So I told her, I'm like, which one's the fresher one? She's like the house. Like she, she kind of looked like, ah, oh, you got me. Yeah, you're damn right. I got you. So she was like the house. All right, all right give me the house. She gives me the house. And I drink it, and it was all right that day. It was actually pretty good. So, but it's still not my favorite. I prefer the dark. So then today, when I go in, I look again. Red light is off on the right side on the dark. It's off again. And this time I'm in there. I'm probably in there at ten thirty to the, this time. Ten ten thirty. I'm in a little earlier than eleven. Still early enough to where the, the red light should be on, but it's off again. Of course, the house one is on. So I think what they're doing is I think they're alternating like. They're make they're not making them at the same time. They're making one, then they're waiting, then they're making the other like two or three hours later. So I was like, all right, let me get the house. Cause I already knew this time. And then she went and poured the dark roast and I watched it. So I was like, oh, she gave me this warm ass coffee. So as soon as she did that, I touched the cup and I could tell it wasn't hot. So I go back to her before I even taste it, because I know she gave me the wrong one. And I was like, hey, you gave me uh the dark roast and I was supposed to get the house. And then she like looked befuddled, like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, you did. You kind of did. I saw you go to the right. So she, didn't, she goes and makes me a new one on the left, with the, which is the house, which is what I ordered. And, of course, when I get the cup, it's hot. So I'm like, all right, we're, we're off to a good start. It's hot. It's, um, it looks like it's going to be semi-fresh. So then I get that, and then when I go, I go put my hot chocolate in. I stir, I'm on Instagram stories. Like I'm just showing everybody my whole process. Follow me on Instagram, by the way, beyond the glory. So after that, I get home. Actually, I make a, a couple stops. I go to Lowe's just to see what it's looking like in there. Uh, it was looking okay. I, you know, I'm just trying to see what, is, what, what the energy is in the city right now. So I go to Lowe's, I walk around a little bit. Then I go home, I eat a donut because I got my donuts, of course, first. So then when I get home, I drink the coffee and something's off. Like, it's hot, but it doesn't taste good. Like, it tastes like they, they're cutting corners on the amount of, uh, the amount, what is it, the, the, the ground coffee, the amount of ground coffee they're putting in there. It tasted more like watery than coffee, if anybody knows what I'm saying. So I drank about a fourth of it. And then after that, I was just like, I can't even go on anymore. I was just defeated. 
So I said to myself, I was like, you know what? I give up, man. Like, I've given you guys three chances in the last week. And I, you guys keep disappointing. So I was like, you know, I got to put you guys, I got to put the coffee spot on punishment. I thought I found my coffee home. It really wasn't. So I put them on punishment. I said, you know what? I probably got to go back to McDonald's and overpay for the coffee. But I'll give McDonald's this. Like, they're consistent. I think I've only been there one time where the coffee wasn't hot. And, you know, I called them out. I was like, yo, for $2, I expect more. So they got me a fresh one. They make the fresh one when you complain. But, uh. The McDonald's pot is smaller, too, so I don't feel bad about complaining because I know it doesn't take a lot for them to remake one. Whereas this one, it was like the big one, and I'm like, dang, bro, that's probably that's probably a lot of your food costs for the day, and you're not getting a lot of customers. So I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to look out for y'all. So I can't go back to my spot. Probably I'm going to give them, probably going to give them a month off. I think, I think they probably deserve a month of punishment. So I'm going to go to McDonald's. I might even have to go to Dunkin' Donuts, but. I don't know. This, this is very disappointing right now. I thought thought I had found my coffee home, and then uh, yeah, they let me down. As soon as I talk good about them and leave a tip, they left. They let me down. So all you people talking about we need the tip all the time. No, we don't need the tip all the time because these people are not consistent. But you know what? I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna just get off of that. I'm gonna call D'Angelo real quick. I probably should have had this phone already plugged in. Uh, let me play a little little. Let me give myself an applause to kill some time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's that's how you work on the fly here when you're doing podcasting. You know, I don't want. I'm gonna give y'all some secrets. So apparently, like not apparently, this is what we do. People play sound effects to kill time to give you a little break when they need to take a break from talking. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. And it just kind of kills you a little bit of time. But I got the phone plugged in now, so we're gonna call D'Angelo. We're gonna see what he's talking about. Um, he's in Chicago right now. So I'm very, very interested to hear what's going on over there. Yo. Yo, look at D'Angelo with the quick pickup. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, you said to be ready at 11 o'clock. Yeah, you're live on uh, Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. I'm sorry. I had to, I did my intro first before I called you, and then I had to do a quick coffee rant because I had some subpar coffee today. So I wanted to get that out the way. I didn't want to sub. Was it subject you. Yeah, I didn't want to subject you to having to hear my rant, so. You still popping on the Dunkin' Donuts? No, I had I found a I found a coffee spot where I live, and I thought that was my new place. It was a bagel place, and then today when I went, the uh, you know, you know, you've been to like the racetrack gas stations in Florida, right? Yeah. You remember how they got the coffee, the big old uh steel thing, and it has like the red light. Your gas stations over there in Chicago probably got it too. They had that yeah, red yeah. light where you could tell that the coffee's fresh. Yeah. So my spot, the red light was off, so I already knew we had a problem. <laughs> so then I asked for the coffee to the left because that one had the red light on, but that's not the coffee I wanted. That was the house. I wanted the dark. So sure. she gave me the house, but it just it, it wasn't the same. And it tasted a little watered down. So I was like, you know what? I got to put them on punishment. So I'm not going to go back there for at least a month. Mm. But we got you. We got you on the phone. Uh, you're in Chicago. I am in the city of Wynn. How is it looking out there before we even start and everything? Like, is it, is it crazy? Because I worry about the big cities. I feel like you guys, it's more chaos because there's so many people fighting over. I don't know if there's enough stores for everybody. 
You know what, man? I went outside a couple days ago, and it's really a grim look, to be honest with you. Like, I I guess you guys are just new to this whole uh, shutdown thing, but we've been going on a shutdown now for about two and a half weeks, almost three. And it's really grim outside because the only places that are open is like, uh, they call it essential services, like a gas station or a Walgreens or a grocery store. Yeah, uh, stuff like that. But you guys so, have a lot of those gas stations, right? Or is it like New York with the corner stores? Can you get by on that? No, 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 not like like uh, food places are open and all. But when you go out to these places, people are doing a social distancing thing, you know, so everybody is, uh, you know, at 10 feet away from each other. Uh, you see the people that got masks on. And I feel like it's it's caused like this real this real weird like reality like you got people that are wearing masks that are looking weird at people who aren't wearing masks right like like those people are potentially uh uh you know infecting others and then you got people who aren't wearing masks that are looking at people with masks like you know like they're somehow they are taking up supplies that people in hospitals and ground zero actually need you know so yeah I see the people, the people with masks are starting to annoy me, but when I go out, because like, they're the ones that look like they're so worried about getting near people and they want to do the social distancing, but then they'll just stop their cart in the middle of the aisle while I'm walking. And it's like, yo, I'm going to walk as close to you now as possible because you're being ridiculous and not even practicing the social distancing. You just stop and start talking to somebody in the middle of the walkway. Like you don't even care who gets close to you. So don't look at me crazy when I walk by you. Right. You know, I, I kind of sit on the fence about it. Like, I can understand, you know, there are elderly people that are wearing the mask. You know, that kind of makes sense. So there's a lot of elderly people that are not making it through this thing, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I think the one thing that's weird about it all is that, you know, there's people that that are trying to be, I guess, sterile or sanitary with the mask. I don't know if sterile is the word, but, you know, they're not you got to think about it by more than just the mask on your face, you know, or you're wearing the gloves, you know, the moment you touch something with those gloves on, those gloves are no longer sterile or sanitary. Right. So then as you pick up something off a shelf and then you pay, you put on the conveyor belt and then you put the stuff, your items in your bag. And then when you get to your car, you put the bags in your car and now you're on your steering wheel, you just transfer whatever was in that store into your car, right? And then, of course, when you get home, you take all the bags out of your car, and now it's in your house regardless, right? Because yeah. things don't, you can't just put, you know, uh, whatever, the Purell on your gloves. You only do that on your hands and stuff, right? So when you're wearing those gloves and things, you're just transferring from one place to another. So, you know, the, the people are trying to be more sanitary or clean or whatever, you know, but at the same time, they're they're not really thinking about the whole process, you know? It's bigger than just what you touch with gloves on, you know. Yeah, but how how many uses do you get out of that mask and gloves anyway? Like, is it is it supposed yeah. to be throwing it out after the first time? Yes, it is, and that's another thing that's an issue. Some people who do get that concept, they just take the gloves off and throw them down on the ground, right wherever they. Oh, are. I've been seeing mad pictures on like Instagram and Facebook of the gloves on the ground. People, are, you would think that people care about the sanitary stuff. They're not going to litter, but just litter. If, I don't know what it is about America and littering, but people just cannot stop littering. They said the pollution was actually down with the stay-at-home order, but I guess it's back up now because everybody's throwing the gloves on the floor. Yeah, yeah, the air quality, it definitely, you know what, being in Chicago, my wife said this the other day, it definitely, the air smells different. 
It's weird. Really? It is weird. Is yeah. it still f- that windiness, though, that freezing cold wind that I've experienced there? Well, I mean, it's starting to change over because it's uh, April, you know, but yeah, it gets it gets cold. This, this winter has been pretty mild, though. That is I the co- we- that's the coldest place I've ever been in my life. <laughs> like I stayed, you know, where I stay. I stayed at Holiday Inn near you when yeah, I was yeah. there. And I one night I had to walk to the car to get something and I almost froze to death just walking to the car and back. Yeah, I don't even notice it anymore. It, I, it, it's, it's weird. I don't even notice it anymore. Even though I even lived in Orlando for a couple of years, it's still, to me, it was worse dealing with the fact that it's 98 degrees at 2 o'clock in the morning and, and hot and, you know, humid in Florida. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get the 2 o'clock rain shower for in the monsoon for about 15 minutes. That was way more weird to me than the cold. We actually just got rain today for the first time in like a month, I promise you. Like a drizzle, but it was an all-day drizzle. Like My grass was burning up in certain parts just because it wasn't raining enough. And my, my sprinkler can only do so much when the heat's out. But we actually got some rain for the first time in a long time today. And lately, it's been like 65 in the 60s at night. So I don't even have to. On the, yeah, I leave my air off, off at night. I don't even have to turn my air on at night. It's pretty good, man. But, um, yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about basically how it's looking in Chicago. Uh, I assume you guys have had that stay-at-home order for a while? Yeah, it's been about two and a half weeks or so. Okay, because Florida, you know, we're, like, always the last people or the most defiant. So uh, our governor, Ron DeSantis, finally issued the stay-at-home order starting on Friday or Thursday. No, Friday at midnight it had started. So now we finally have it, but I feel like he's a month late with it, maybe a few weeks late. And I'm wondering what took him so long. I have my theories. I think the first, the main thing I think is it was motivated by money. I think that with the spring break going on in March, he didn't want people to lose money. So that's why he kept the beaches open. That's why um, a lot of the businesses were allowed to stay open, the non-essential places, and then now it's finally a statewide stay-at-home order where before it was like uh, county by county, he let the the mayors decide what they wanted to do. Yeah, I, I think definitely money. Because I think ultimately this is going to be a, a real big economic issue when it's all over, right? I, I'm, assu- I'm assuming this is going to end, this disease thing, right? But then, then you're going to have to deal with the fallout about businesses that have not been operational for weeks, you know, yeah, I think I think that's going to be a real, real big problem. You know, people aren't going to just be able to go back to work when it's over. Bro, we have to rebuild. Like, I don't think you can go back to these businesses the way we were doing things. I think they have to change the way that we do everything now. I think they're going to have to start worrying about having some money saved. All these businesses need to have their money saved now for when this stuff, when a, epi- right. a pandemic happens. Um, right. People. You have to make sure these workers are taken care of. The healthcare has probably got to be better because everything's been exposed right now. We've we've seen how bad the healthcare is for people, where you got to pay for these tests now, and it's not really covered in your healthcare, or supposedly it is covered for the test, but it's it's kind of we don't know. Certain places accept it, certain places don't, and then, uh, and then now to, I'm thinking we don't even have it. We're, we're we're seeing we don't have enough hospital people. We don't have enough nurses, enough physicians. So I feel right. like we need more of that now because. A lot of these places, they're they're overstaffed. Right, and I mean, if you think about it, I think what in in Florida itself, the the biggest time you guys have is spring break. That's that's like, 
you know, you got Super Bowl or you got, you know, bowl weekends and then you have spring break is your 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 cities are like uh, a big profitable times. It's kind of like Black Friday, you know, for y'all. So would I shut down? It's the same thing that happened in New Orleans where they, they yeah. were open during Mardi Gras, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And then the mayor said he didn't know that Mardi Gras would, could do this. Just like uh, the the Texas, I mean, the, the Georgia governor the other day just said he didn't know that asymptomatic, was it asymptomatic? Asymptomatic. Yeah, asymptomatic. Yeah. He said he didn't know that the asymptomatic people could pass the, the virus. He just learned that, even though they've been saying it for the last month. Right. So I mean I don't know what it, I think business wise, you, you, the you tourism see, industry is taking a big hit. Apparently Disney's gonna start furloughing soon. Yeah, that is bad. So I don't know. Is it smart to leave it open? I guess business wise it was smart, but well, if we if we're talking about humanity and the ability to stop this thing, I don't know. Yeah, this. A, I'm gonna tell you why I don't think it was smart to leave it open. It was smart because you got a gain right then. You got the the quick gain. I don't know who the hell keeps messaging me i'm trying to put this thing on like silent or something but oh i can't hear it so it don't. Oh, okay well somebody's like sending me stuff in my phone but yeah the reason i don't think it was smart is it's a quick gain but we risked more in the long run in the long run now we got now businesses have to stay closed longer because you want to get a couple extra days in now you're going to lose about 14 to 21 days more so was it worth it to get those two extra days I might have, you know, I don't know. I sit on a fence because, you know, uh, where I am. But, you know, it, Florida has the one of the, in our country, Florida has one of the largest population of elderly people. So that is an extreme risk there. But I don't know. Like I said, if you got one weekend to do good on business for spring break, for Miami, you know, spring break is one of those weekends. So, or one of those weeks. Yeah, but you had so, all those out-of-towners coming here, giving the virus to our people. I sound like Trump right now, but yeah, them leaving the virus here. I mean, it might be the other way around. I think they let all those cruise ships dock in Miami too, didn't they? You know, that's been an argument. I've been seeing that on Facebook lately, where people are yeah. like, "Don't let the people off the boat." Where do you where do you think these people are gonna go? They gotta go somewhere. Like, yeah, they docked them. In, they docked them in Miami. I don't have a problem with them getting docked. I don't have a problem with them getting to come off the boat. Like, I think it's inhumane to say they can't, like, it's not like they're letting them off the boat and saying, go right back into society. Those people on the boats have to get tested before they get off that boat. Like, and then there's the sick people can't go right back in. Like, I, I'm pretty sure there's protocol from what I've read. Yeah, they've been police escorting them directly to, like, treatment centers. Yeah, so I'm not going to compare that to what the spring breakers are doing. I think the spring break, it was kind of like everybody could do what they wanted and then go back home where... At least with this, we got a little bit of like, you know, they're doing it the right way as far as what they're letting people do when they get off that boat. I think I think ultimately he didn't want to take on that body count for people that died, you know, off of that boat. And now they are officially four deaths on flood. one of them. I saw. Yeah. But I mean, if they do die in the future going forward, they're part of the Florida count. I think uh, he's probably trying to avoid that. You you're know? saying the governor or the or you talking about Donald Trump? I think the governor. DeSantis. Yeah, the governor was the one that was fighting not having them docked there. He's played it so safe. Even in the press conference, I watched it the other day, and it's very vague. He's like, it's a stay-at-home order. And he's like, but you know what? If you if you want to go jogging, you can go jogging if you're not with a group of 10 or 6 people. Uh, if yeah, you want to go fishing, you could do that. You could do pretty yeah. much whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, they still do that here. You know, we have the stay-at-home order. Basically, all businesses are shut down, but food and essential businesses. So... 
there's no random being outside except for people that are trying to get like some, you know, stretch your legs, get some exercise or something. Uh, you do see people walking and, you know, especially people with children. Like we took my son out. Uh, we take my wife takes my son out every day, you know, to ride his bike, just up the block and stuff, you know, yeah. just so to get him outside. Having having young kids strapped in the house 24 hours a day is rough. Yo. Can you imagine if we were like our when we were kids, if this happened? But I don't even know if we'd be able to hang out with our friends because of the whole social distancing. But I just would be like, yo, this would be like my dream come true, being able to go outside every day. As a kid, but nowadays they don't even want to go outside like that. No, no. They're like uh, TikToking now and Fortnite and all that. Yeah, yeah, right. They, kids are, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what's going on with them. You know, they're they got their own new thing, their own way of doing things. I'm still not getting on TikTok. Have you? I, is I don't know how young your 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 kids are. Pretty young, right? Yeah, my son, my oldest son is only four. Okay, so you're not at the TikTok age yet. Nah. All right. So you got some time before they like make you get on there, right? Well, you know TikTok. They, there's the thing going on about TikTok because oh, the Chinese control. spying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew about that, man. Uh, yeah, there. I think nowadays everything we're getting spied on. Like, I don't know if we can okay. stop it. Everybody's. I have so many friends who have a lot of conspiracy theories, and they they got theories on everything, and I'm like, we can't stop it, really, like. Like even with the coronavirus, with the five G, that I, right. I want I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, have you read about this a little? Have you read anything about it? You know, I've seen a whole lot of things about it. And I've seen videos of people like with dead animals falling from the sky and dogs and like geese just dead all the way down the block. You know, near towers and stuff. So I've seen it being an issue. Yeah, everybody's sure. saying that. I guess they're they're putting all these five G towers up so your phones can have five G service and. Yeah, a, a lot of people believe that that is what's causing the coronavirus. I guess most mostly like they're saying this, a lot of people are getting headaches from it. Uh, I don't know where I'm at with it. I've, I'm listening to people. I listen to all the theories because, like I said, uh, they're entertaining. And, and I always want to know what people think that's going on in the world. But I don't know if I'm buying it. Really? And I'm going to tell you, well, the main I'm going to say per, from a personal experience. One of the reasons I don't necessarily buy it back in, um, I think it was November. No, back in December, I was working. I was working for this mapping company and they did like subcontracting where they would have you do odd jobs. So I didn't always have to map. So one of the jobs I had to do was uh, I had to drive a guy around from he worked for Qualcomm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Qualcomm. Yeah, yeah, heard yeah. So he flew in uh, Fort Lauderdale. No, he flew into, yeah, I think he flew into Fort Lauderdale. I met him somewhere in like uh, Boca, somewhere near Boca Raton. And basically, he was working for Qualcomm, and they were testing the five G for Verizon. So I had to drive him around for like three hours in the parking lot of where the Verizon place their office was. And I, I'm assuming there was a lot of 5G around there because he was testing the signal and seeing how, how good it worked. And we did it for like three straight hours. And I had no, I had no ill effects. Now, I don't know if the tower was there, how close I was to the tower or not. But I do know for a fact that we tested 5G. I didn't feel anything after. Uh, so that's why I'm not really buying it. But I... I think with me, with a lot of the theory, the conspiracy theories, 
I don't believe every single one. I think some people believe every single one. I think with me, it's case by case. I, need- I mean, it, it's, it, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, as you increase the, those bandwidths and so forth, it has to be doing something with radio waves, right? How else are we getting faster? So, so is it like radiation? Is that what they're, what you think it is? I mean, I don't know if you would consider it radiation, but it's definitely doing something that our frequencies are moving faster. Right. So yeah. it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. But is it deadly? I don't know. I mean, isn't it like what, what they said back in the day, the cell phones cause cancer. I mean, they probably yeah, do. I ain't gonna lie. They probably cell, do. But. Cell phones, microwaves. Right. Yeah. I remember getting yelled at as a kid for standing in front of the microwave all the time. Right. So, I mean, I'm open to it, but what I'm gonna say is I probably need to see a little bit more proof. I mean, I put it, put it this way though. Like you ever, you've been to a dentist or you've been to a hospital, get an x-ray and they put the lead vest over you. That x-ray is absolutely painless, but apparently you need a lead vest because it causes that much damage. So it is very possible for you have been there and have it be painless and yet be extremely dangerous. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently when we go to the airport too, the, the, the little, was it the, uh, not the sensor, the. Metal de- not, it's not the, me- the the new age metal detector where you got to put your hand up like the rock sign, like the Jay-Z yeah, the dynasty. Yeah, yeah. When you go through that one, apparently that one's the one that can like give you cancer and you're supposed to request the other one. But I've, wow. I've tried to request that other one. That shit ain't work for me. They were like, get your ass in this one. Right. I, be- I believe it. I, I mean, I believe it could be something to it. Now, is it extremely deadly? I don't know. You know, but I, and it if it is deadly, do you think they'll even tell us? I think I think people have to die first. Cause they apparently people said there was a lot of people falling out and dying in China over this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they didn't even take that seriously with the coronavirus. But apparently, it's like these I, videos where you can see it. I don't want to. I'm not actively searching them out, but my friends claim that they've seen videos of people just falling out in the streets. Animals are definitely dying. I haven't seen people. You well, know? I just found out today that uh, what a. A lion, a tiger at the Bronx Zoo got coronavirus now. Apparently, it's getting in. Yeah, animals could catch it. Right. That's that's crazy. I don't know. I mean, if you if you think about it one way, you know, how much is what 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 do you consider a significant problem for you to change something that's potentially a you know futuristic out you know uh, uh, value, right? Like five G is has a value to us. How much? of a loss would you have to take before you start saying, all right, maybe we shouldn't take this, you know? Honestly, I think the way they're pushing 5G, I don't think they're willing to give this up. I think they're going to let some, some, some people die over that 5G. It seems like they really want this 5G for some reason. I don't understand. I was very happy with 4G, but... I, I just think that, you know, they're doing whatever they can to advance technology. I, Me, personally, I sit on the fence with technology. You know, I... You know, I I always straddle like if, if I should advance myself or not on a lot of things. Like I still buy DVDs. I don't do Spotify and all them other things, you know, because I feel like those things are destructive, even though they're useful technologies. To me, they're destructive to industries. Right. Yeah. Me, um, me and you are the same with that. I'm very anti a lot of technology, too. Like I don't have I have Spotify, but I don't use it. Um, I don't do streaming sites. I'm not paying $10 a month for music that I own. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. I'd rather vote. I even st- that's what really caused me to be- go down with music because, you know, I took on this this thing. If, if cats ain't putting their record in the store, then that means it's not for me to buy. So 
you know, I stopped, I stopped buying any record that don't go well, to the store. I saw something interesting the other day. I was watching uh, the Joe Budden live stream where I guess it was him and Steve Stout talking. And Stout, Stout made a good point, man. Stout said in the last uh, three years, 75% of the music that you are listening to on streaming services is uh, had come out in the last three. Like, it was something like, no, it was 75% of the songs that you listen to now have come out in the last three years. So a lot of the older stuff is not even getting streamed. That's why these companies don't really care about the older music. Like they're focusing on what's new because that's where they're getting their money for streams. Nobody's going to, he said like there's, nobody's really going to listen to Prince every single day. You might go listen to like your favorite songs three times a year, but you're not sure. streaming Prince like you're streaming one of these new guys like uh, Little Pump or... Right, right, right. You know, one of these new guys, uh, the NBA young boy, the baby. <laughs> yeah, these guys, Kodak Black and all that. So, right. Yeah, I think the the streaming stuff it's not really for us. I think it's for the younger people now. I don't. They're not catering to the older crowd with that. Yeah, well, that made me stop buying records. So, well, records are like back in now. Everybody's doing vinyls and stuff. Well, I mean, I mean, not not literal records. I mean, like uh, buying. Oh yes, albums. I. You <laughs> know what? If I like the music, I still buy it. I still buy albums. Uh, I bought what's the? I don't remember the last. I don't know. No, I bought Mac Miller because like that was one of my favorite artists. I bought his album recently, but I still buy them if I if it's an artist that I really like or if I hear it and I'm like, yo, this is dope. I'll buy it. Yeah, but I you, can't. yeah, you're not. You're off of that, huh? Nah, yeah. If it don't go to the store, it wasn't for me to buy. Okay. Um, what do you think about the, the currency system? A lot of people think that this whole coronavirus is a, is a ploy to change the currency. Are you buying that? Like to go digital, uh, to go digital with the currency? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's like, again, is it worth the debt? You know, what is a tech, is the technology worth that much debt? I think this, I ain't gonna say the world, but I know the United States for a fact has shown that they do not care about debt. They have literally killed every top black uh, martyr or anybody that we had of power. So I don't think they're worried too much about death. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't. But I mean, to 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 push along a currency, I, I, why why create a mass panic? Yeah. and so forth like that. I don't. I yeah. don't think those two things work together. Like I told my friend earlier, I feel like we're heading. We're heading towards digital anyway. Like you can see it with everything. Like you live in Chicago. I bet when you go buy your your ticket for the L, you're not getting a token anymore. Everything's paper or card. You know. Yeah. We're not getting when you're on the bus. You're not you're not giving him the money. Maybe you are still, but they're probably trying to phase that out to where. No, they they got a card. It's a digital card. Okay, now. and then a lot of you restaurants. Keep, you keep reusing the card. You know, I guess it's greener. Yeah, but. A, a um, lot of restaurants too don't want you to use cash. They want you to use your card. Yeah. So I guess we're we're headed. I just don't see why you need why you need coronavirus to push that when it, we're already heading there. We're, we're yeah, probably paperless in about the next twenty to thirty years. You know the only the only conspiracy that I really like uh, buying into that sounds more believable to me. It's, you know, it all started in China and Italy, right? And China and Italy, even though Florida has a, the eldest population and, you know, a, a great population of elders in, in uh, America, I think that, uh, you know, China and Italy have the oldest population of people in the world, you know? I think that, you know, the dictatorship in uh, China was looking to reduce 
the elder population. So they, this was created. And I think it just got out as a mistake. That's probably why they tried to cover it up in the beginning. You know, isn't China the one where that's where they'll like kill the babies and stuff. If you have too many. Yeah. They didn't allow you to have, I don't know if they kill babies, but I think they just restricted you from having more than one child at one point in time. I, would I thought, think that, yeah, I, I think that is, I think that's changed, but. Oh, you think, okay. Uh, yeah, that's changed now, but that was their thing. You couldn't have more than one child per household. Um, but I think they were really trying to reduce their elder population, and it's just one of those things that they didn't believe it would it get out like it did. And yeah. now that it is out, it is an issue. That's, that's the biggest, you know, uh, conspiracy theory that I actually think has some legs to it. I always, I always think about that with the U.S. and, like, how we don't have those rules, but I always wonder, like, what are we going to look like 100 years from now when everybody's, you're allowed to have as many kids as you want. Like, I wonder if we're going to be overpopulated here in, in about maybe 50 to 100 years. I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Because you look at some of these cities, like the big cities are already like ridiculous population wise. Like New York, there's not really many more places to build. Everything's on top of each other. That's why you see everybody, most of the people who are sick are in New York now because it's so cramped. Everybody's on top of each other. I think they're going to gentrify the heck out of it, though, so that's going to make things harder. You know, just like getting an apartment in New York City, a one-bedroom one or a studio apartment to give you two, $3,000 a month, you know, so... I think the gentrification's think, worse, though. I think when, gen when you do that... people out. But when you do the gentrification, you're going to take a row of maybe brownstones. You gentrify. You get all of those black and brown people out of that neighborhood, they knock down that row of brownstones. Next thing you know, you got two condos going up that probably 500 to 1,000 people in each one, maybe? Yeah. So you're just multiplying by like 100. On the, I just think that's what I worry about. The more of those high-rises that go up, it's such a little bit of space for people, even though you're building up. But they all have to be, you know, you have to come down at some point. And then it just, I always think about stuff like that. I don't know, man. Uh, with this coronavirus going on, though, sports have been heavily affected. I saw today that uh, ESPN and the NBA are talking about doing a uh, horse competition. And the question I have to ask you is, are they officially getting desperate? I think so. I think so. If they starting to do stuff like this, I mean, their whole, their whole business felt fell out of place in one day you know like yeah especially things like nba tv and nfl like nfl tv is probably scrambling right now hoping that they can put the draft on but i heard it was gonna be like some ea sports thing with the draft where they're gonna have like the the virtual people walk into the stage that's it's, that's crazy they really lost everything in one day you know yeah sports I, is over with right now <laughs> that's why i'm glad like i don't really talk sports on my podcast because i'm like Bro, there's only so much Dak in the Cowboys you can talk about every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I see. I think, Skip. I think they're definitely desperate, though. Yeah. Sure. I see the first take in the Skip and Shannon. Like, they look like they're struggling sometimes with these topics. Like, over and over, the same topics every day. Yeah. Like, to Absolutely. me, the coronavirus is more fun to talk about every day than, than the random or the, the same old stuff about Dak Prescott getting a new contract. But I think, yeah, I think it's getting desperate. I knew it was desperate when uh they had them playing NBA 2K on TV the other day. They what? Are you kidding? They were playing it on TV? They I had the, the NBA players. I didn't watch it, but they had them going against each other. Like Kevin Durant. It was like 15 players. I think Patrick Beverly won. 
and they all played against each other. Hassan Whiteside represented the Blazers. He got beat by Beverly, I think, in the... I don't know if it was the finals he lost, but he lost to Beverly. Wow. And apparently it was on like ESPN2 or something, man. I never even saw that. I wish I would have seen that. They playing 2K on TV. Yeah, it's this like is- the, the the video game people, like the nerds and stuff that be on there playing now. The esports, that the new thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're def- definitely getting desperate. Well, I knew, yeah, and when they moved the Michael Jordan dock up, I was like, all right. Yeah, they 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 know they know they gotta they gotta get the content out now. Yeah, people are calling it the Michael Jordan doc. Isn't that just a documentary about the Bulls' last run? Not necessarily just about Jordan. I think it was. It's called the Last Dance. Yeah, but I think it's about the Bulls. It's about the Bulls, but I think it's gonna be a lot of unseen footage of Mike. I think it's heavily featured. Mike is heavily featured in it. Mm. But it's the Bulls. You're right. It is the Bulls. But I don't know why they're calling it the Jordan doc. I've called it the Jordan Doc. I've heard people call it the Jordan Doc. Yeah, I think it's just about the Bulls, the last run. I just think it's because we're going to see a lot of never-seen-before footage of Mike that is hard to get. Like, they've been holding – apparently they've been holding on to this stuff for, as you can tell, since he's been retired. But I don't even know how they got it. I think they bought it from somebody. I think it was a filmmaker who shot it, and ESPN bought the rights. No idea. Yeah, I think I read about that. Um so you've been gone from Orlando since, what'd you say, 2007? 2007, I came back home. All right, so we, we had a, we're, we're mourning the loss of something in Orlando today, or this, no, the, last week, our beloved uh, strip club, Dancers <laughs> Royale, burned down. You said, uh, you said you've never been there before. I never been to dancers. Nah, y'all was not on that at that time. Yeah, so they burned down. Uh, give them a little. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it was because it was a little scary. But uh, yeah, we got pour one out for dancers. Fire. It was all over my Facebook, so that's how I heard about it. But I, I don't think I ever been to dancers royale either. I think I had been to the other one on Cimarron, which I yeah. So. And you and you said it was arson. So I mean, what's popping off in Orlando that there's so many, I guess, hate crime against non, I guess, religious places. Are we gonna you call know? burning a strip club down a hate crime? I would say so, <laughs> absolutely. Or you know, it's spiritual, it's spiritual hate crime for sure. You know, like well, you a, you know, oh, you think one of the the Bible told what is it the Bible people? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, think they else. burned it down? Right, right way. Yeah, it would have to be somebody who was extreme religious. Southern I, Baptist. I would, say, I would say somebody, you know. Not not a not you don't think it was a customer who was upset because the strippers when they give you a lap dance in Orlando can't even touch you. Ah, uh, that might I, I don't know, but everybody Cuz you know we got the yeah. wackest strip clubs. Yeah, you got to go to Atlanta to get good, you know, good and touchy. No, but, Tampa the Tampa they can touch you and they're a little more upscale and then Coco's a little more ratchet, but they will <laughs> touch you so uh, Orlando, they can't. Uh, uh, Orlando, they have a rule where I guess they can show the 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 top. Uh, I think the nipples have to be covered with a tassel. There's the bottom is definitely a g string or thong. Uh, in a lap dance, they have to dance like three feet in front of you. I kid you not. Wow. So I'm thinking maybe it was somebody who was pissed because he maybe it was an out of towner who got a lap dance and he didn't realize. Maybe he was from mm-hmm. Atlanta. He was used to body tap and Magic City. And when he got his lap dance, he was like, why are they not touching me? Maybe he was mad, and he burned it down. I hope not. But, I mean, you guys have got a history of, like, clubs get, having issues now. 
you know. I mean, yeah, you Pulse. Had the, you had the mass, you had the mass shooter. Yeah, that was was that was just last year, wasn't no, it? No, man, that was like ago. three or three years ago. I think it'd be three yeah. in June. Well, I mean, it's crazy. What's what's going on in Orlando? Well, that wasn't a local. The Pulse was a guy from like Port St. Lucie who drove over here. He yeah. wasn't from here. This, like I'm saying, with this, it could be another outer towner who's coming and making our city look bad. But yeah. there's been theories. Uh, there's a lot of theories on Facebook. Uh, initially, the theory was that the owner allegedly, I gotta say that because I don't want to get sued, but they said he allegedly burned it down for the insurance money. So the uh, the owner came on Facebook today to refute it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he, he said. He said, "Yeah, I don't own it. I rent." Yeah, he right. gave a scorching take. Like he went through everything, basically saying, "I don't even own the building. I'm renting it. So why would I burn it down?" Now he did say that he is gonna re- rebuild it though with the insurance money. He did say hmm. that. I'm not. I'm not accusing him of nothing, but he's gonna rebuild it with the insurance money. Let's just. Is it was the club popping? Is it is it a busy place? Uh, I, I got friends who went there regularly. I think Elvis and them used to go quite a bit. Uh, I like I said, I don't even know if I've been to dancers because I heard they charge you to park, and then you lose me when you say that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if if I would say if the business was popping, it would be silly to burn it down because now he's taking a loss at the time. Well, well, you got to think. That's why I'm wondering if other if we might see other businesses mysteriously start burning down because the longer you're out. You know, you're losing money. We've we've already seen these companies can't go long without money. Mm. And oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think about the COVID nineteen thing. It, it does. Oh, it does seem. He said on the now. comments, yeah, yeah. he said they hadn't been open since St. Patrick's Day. And that was like oh, first yeah. week of March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does seem a little shady now. But then he posted a picture of a supposed guy who with a ladder that was, I guess, climbing up there to set the fire, which. You saw the picture, right? I don't know if you saw what yeah, I said. Yeah, that's a yeah. clear ass picture. So, uh, if we can't find who that guy is, unless right. it's something, it's just a little. That picture's a little too clear, a little too good. <laughs> I'm you like, got y'all got all this information. Security cameras. You got all this information, and we we don't know who who did this. So I'm I'm <laughs> interested to see what happens this week if we get a a suspect. But yeah, that's a big deal in Orlando. That strip club burning down. Uh, like I said, they had good drink specials, uh, apparently, and I don't know about their food. I've been to Rachel's, though. I don't know. If, have you ever? You knew about Rachel's. It was over there in uh, Seminole County, like Castleberry. Mm-mm. Yeah, so there's a Rachel's in Castleberry, and there's one near the airport. Big pink building. You knew about it because it's right next to that Bob Evans that we used to talk about. Okay. L- directly next to the Bob Evans, which was the funniest thing in the world. I think we I mean, been- I was- I'm going to take your word for it. I've never been there, though. No, I think we had mentioned it being next to the Bob Evans because there was, like, wow. some law. It was a topic on the show years ago. Well, for people who don't know, me and you, we did you we did our the podcast together when you were living here. But, yeah, uh, yeah so Rachel's, I've been there, and I will say they have the best steak in Orlando. Mm. Yes. Now, it's BS the way they charge you to get in there just to buy a $50 steak, but <laughs> I had the ribeye at Rachel's, and I had the ribeye at uh, – What's that bougie spot? Uh, not Texas Day Brazil. Uh, I like te- I like Texas Day Brazil though. We got one of those here too. It's one of those bougie steakhouses, man. That you know they don't open till like five p.m. It's like the mm. top of the line. Oh man, Roof Roof's Chris. Chris. Yes, I went to Roof's Chris and I had the, the filet mignon. I had it at Rachel's, and Rachel's was better. 
Rachel's had the better uh, filet mignon. Now their sides are trash. The sides were hot, hot garbage. Like right. Ruth's Chris had the lobster macaroni and cheese, so right. it wasn't even a contest there. But I think Rachel's edged them out with the steak. Right. But yeah, man, it's I'm I'm gonna keep watching that story this week. I'm I'm interested to see if there is a suspect. Uh, I hope it doesn't come back to the owner. Like I said, there's rumors that he allegedly did it. He's def- he's refuting them. I'm going to take his word for it because I don't know him, but a lot of people in the comments were, you know, they they were vouching for him. So hopefully, you know, it was just a, a mistake by, well, not a mistake, but it was an arsonist who did it and we find him. And hopefully they can rebuild dancers and make it a better place because Lord knows that, that strip club's going to need some cleaning and sanitizing. So a rebuild probably ain't too bad right now for them. Yeah. Now, speaking of like, strip clubs and getting close to people. I, I got a serious question, man. All right. And I posed this on Facebook. I didn't get a lot of responses, so maybe more people will hear it on here. If you got something to say, hit me up, J Law Radio on Twitter. Uh especially in the black community. I want to know with all this COVID nineteen going on, is it over for the dap? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think so, man. We still got cats out here that's still doing dance videos together and stuff in full hazmat suits. Yeah, I mean, we know <laughs> black people don't give a damn about stuff. I saw on Twitter yeah. today that in D.C. they had to shut the fish market down because all the black people were outside there ordering yeah. and not doing the social, the six feet of distance. So the police had to go tape it off. So I know yeah. we don't, we're not worried about getting close to stuff, but I will say... I haven't, I haven't had a good dap in a while. I haven't dapped a friend up in a while. Uh, my cousin nah. came over last week. We we said goodbye with the little elbow bump. Yeah. Listen, I think the moment that everybody says, okay, it's safe to go back to work and all that stuff about to go back to normal, I think the only thing that's probably going to be changed forever is like when you see people sneeze or cough in public, that's going to be one of those things where people will start to look at you. Oh, yeah. Or, it might start a or fight. when you, or those people that go to work that still be a little sick, you know, that, that's probably going to come to an end. You know, there's time you're like, I don't want to use my sick time right now, you know, so I'm, I want to use it later in the year. So I just go to work if I'm I'm feeling OK, but I'm not feeling good. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to stop. I think when people are not feeling well, they really going to take that a little bit more serious. OK, so you don't think it's over for the DAP. I think the DAP is probably done so. for the rest of the year. I don't, I don't think, think it can so. come back this year. I think that's definitely going to come back. As soon as they say, okay, everything's done, let's go back to work, Chat's going to be on the corner still dapping it up. Well, I still think sports is done for the year, so I think a lot of stuff is going to be taking the year off, the rest of this year off. Well, I mean, so basketball, they think they're going to bring it back for the finals. I don't think so. But I think it's think done. The, you think the NFL is going to not, not start? I don't think it's starting on time. Like Donald Trump, and we're, we're going to get to that next, but uh, oh, I don't – yeah, I don't think the NFL is going to start on time. Um, but I also want to know, so you're thinking once we can go back to work, we'll go back to the DAP and other greetings. Because yeah, I think I think right now, until further notice, probably for the rest of the year, we got to stick. We got to keep it at the brother nod. I think people are just treating this like it's a, something that's just going on right now. That it's, I, it's going that it has an actual know. end date. I think I think we're brother nodding it for the rest of this year. I don't know if you're familiar with the brother nod. Yeah, the, the head the head raise, yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking of the brother nod, it can go either way. You can do the <laughs> raise 
when you walk by and for people who don't know what the brother nod is, it's like when you walk by another black person, normally a male, you, you yeah. do a little nod. You can either go up or you can do it on down. I think yeah. it's when it's a younger person, you do the nod up. And y'all both do it. At, it it's such a beautiful thing when you both do it at the same time. Yeah. And it's like it just <laughs> connects. And it's kind of a way of saying hello without talking or anything. So I think that's yeah. the safest way. But normally when I see an older person, I do the nod down. I think it's more respectful. Yeah. Um, even the white guys, I give them the nod down a lot of times. Some <laughs> of them reciprocate it, but some of them have no idea what I'm doing. I usually only go up. You only go up? Only go up. Even with older people. Yeah, absolutely. You never put your head down. Didn't you hear what Miyagi said? Nah. <laughs> Daniel Sun. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi told you never take your eyes off of your opponents. You all right, I want you to pay attention next time you walk by an older person because I think we all naturally do the head down. I think you're saying you go up, but I think you really go down. No, sir. Wow. Okay. Cause I know <laughs> it's natural for me for the older like an older male. I uh, I just think it's more respectful to do the nod down like this. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't I the old folks is the ones that will slap you on top of the head. I feel like the old folks will get uh they will be offended if you do the head nod up. But who knows, you know, maybe it's different in Chicago. Maybe it's different. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Speaking of what we were just talking about, do we think it's gonna start on time? So Donald Trump the other day had like a big conference call with all the uh commissioners of all these leagues, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, soccer. Probably uh, the golf people were in there. The, the the volleyball people were probably in there. The, the ping pong, all of them were in there. So anyways, he told them that he thinks the NBA will be back by the summer. And he said the NFL season will start on time. Now, I want to know, is this possible or is this Trump just talking? Because we know he, you know, he also told us the economy will be back up for Easter. And Easter's next Saturday. And that's not yeah. happening. You know, I, I think I said I, you you got a lot of topics where I sit on the fence about because in the, in reality is if he were to speak negative about it, they would be chewing his ass up about it. You know what I mean? He has to talk positive as president. You know, he has to speak positivity. Well, you know, did you hear so, what Silver said today? What did he say? He probably just said no. huh? No, no. Silver said, look, you know, we respect what Trump said, but basically we're listening to the doctors. We're not listening yeah. to him. We'll come back I, when the doctors say it's safe. And I think that's I what get, Trump said it did. I get that, you know, but it, I mean, it, 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 it's it's one of the things if, if you say something negative, it seems it's gloomy, right? If he said, no, we're not opening the NFL season and we know the NFL season doesn't start to August, that would cause, you know, that would cause issues because that's months away, you know, but that just, just play it safe, gloomy. just play it safe and say, well, you know, I will wait for Fauci to let me know. So, I mean, if you're saying to play it safe, why don't you just say, yeah, we're, we're, we're hopeful that we're going to start it on time. And if not, then you can always reserve the right to say, unfortunately, we can't. But if you say, no, we can't, and yeah, then well, all of a sudden you can, then what? This is kind of like spades. He's used <laughs> all his spades with the, with the hopefully and all the we believe. Like he said, Easter, he said this wasn't serious. He's used a lot of those. I think at this point he, he got to stop telling us what he thinks. Yeah, because it, it it's backfired every single time. Yeah, I, it is a tough it is a tough road, but I mean, I want to believe that would I want to believe that the NFL season will start on time. How does NFL start on time at this point when we have we we have not had any OTAs now? 
Uh, we haven't had many. What is it? The mini, oh. the mini camp's supposed to be in June, so if we missed oh, that. Oh, I, I never said the football on the field would be quality. I'm just saying it'll start on time. You know I don't I mean? think you can start on time without giving them the proper amount of reps, and I don't think the players are going for it because isn't it the 17-game season? Is that this year or is that starting next next season? It was, I think it was supposed to start this year with the new, the new collective bargaining agreement. Well, the collective bargaining agreement doesn't go into effect until 2021. But I think I know for a fact they're trying to put the uh, extra playoff game in this year. I don't know if they got the seventeenth game in this year or if it starts with the collective bargaining in twenty twenty one. But I don't, I don't know. know. I think that's you're asking a lot of the players if the seventeenth game is this year and you expect them to come back. I mean, if you at the house, I mean, you got all the money in the world to just work out. Their body is their job. I mean, go out there and play ball. That's how I feel. I don't about think it. these guys are working out. I don't think the NBA players are working out like they should be. I don't think the NFL players are working out like they should be. Man, there's probably some video, of them. We seen video footage of LeBron James in the gym. No, there's, there's gonna be some, but I don't, I think there's gonna be a lot of out of shape people when this comes back. That's all right. The football quality would probably be very bad, but and you injuries. Know. You're gonna have injuries without people really being in shape. Well, they're trying to get rid of the contact and practice anyway. So yeah, they already took more out with the new CBA. Which good. I just want to say, I I don't think that that new CBA is good for the players. I think they got screwed. I don't you think so. Huh? I don't mind you giving up, giving them the 17th game because we know owners are greedy and they want more money. But there's no way in hell you should have let them keep uh, keep the franchise tag in. No way. Yeah, I would have made them take the franchise tag out. Yeah. I've always had an issue with that. I feel like you should. I don't mind restricted free agents. Like let a team set the um, the market value for that player, and then you can match it. But for you to control somebody and say, "Oh, you got to play one year on this," no, I never like that. So I don't know how the players let them get that back in the in the contract. But I guess I guess what it came down to is there's a lot of. Uh, players who make like you know 500 700,000 yeah, they, they low wage yeah. so they're thinking about themselves instead of you know what if I make it to where I'm a franchise they probably think I'm never going to be on a franchise tag so I don't know why they even they didn't negotiate any like health insurance stuff yeah I, I heard that yeah. the some of the the retired players are going to lose a little bit of that I heard yeah. I heard they they kind of suffer from that but I didn't read all the all the details I mean, I get it. You know, they say that the people, the players that are on the Players Association are, are A-list players. You know, they got those million, multi-million dollar contracts. They say they don't necessarily represent the rest of the group, which, which makes sense. They should have more, more players that are not necessarily multi-millionaire players in, the, in, you know, a part of that committee. Uh, yeah. Because it, it is different for them. If you're a player that's only going to make a couple hundred thousand over the course of the year, Versus Aaron Rodgers, who's making twenty eight million in a year, then yeah, your needs are way different than his. You know, so there's no way he can even understand the plight of of what you're going through at that point. So, yeah, I you know, agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. I got. I mean, I I see their side. It's kind of like a if you work at Walmart and you know you guys are all making twelve dollars an hour. And then you guys have like your own collective bargaining where you can try to push for more, but it's probably the person who's been there for like, you know, 30 years, who's making $25, $30 an hour now that wants you to push for more. You guys are like, Hey, we just try to get up to 15. Right. Yeah. So you're going to think about yourself, not about that person who's been there forever. Who's 
invested. Correct. And I can't blame them for that. But I will blame no. you for leaving that franchise tag in there. You guys, you could have, to give up a set, an extra game and let the owners get an extra game, you could have got a lot for that. Yes. Because that's a lot I of agree. revenue they're getting that's going to be extra TV money. I just thought, you know, they should have they should have took advantage of that, but it is what it is. Um I got I got a, I got another question for you. Uh All right. This is kind of on the, along the lines of like cultural appropriation, but I'm not going to call it that. All right. So, I've been seeing recently with a lot of these like TikTok videos, you know, you'll have like a black kid who comes up with a really cool dance and it doesn't really get a lot of attention. And then you'll have like two white girls from Wisconsin who do like the same dance and it blows up. And, you know, next thing you know, they're on Ellen. And a lot of people are starting to have issues with this. And you see it in like kind of singing videos, too, where the black girl from the hood can sing her ass off and doesn't get the same recognition as like the girl who looks like Britney Spears and probably sings half as good as the black girl. But she's still decent. So. I'm wondering. What do you think? Do you have a reason or theory on why you think that the the black people are not getting the same recognition? Because I have a theory, but I want to know if you have one first, and then I'll let you know my theory. I don't have a theory, but I remember seeing this happen like during All Star Weekend. Uh, oh yes, girl, yes, the two girls, yep, or three girls. Yeah, yeah that uh, created the dance. I remember that. I didn't know it was bigger than just. Them. Well, did you hear the story behind that? No. It was a black girl who created that dance on a different app. It's not TikTok. I forgot the name of the app. It's another app that, like, I guess is more for the black people. Right. And she says she created that dance, like, a month or a year ago, and it didn't get anything. And I guess when the girls blew up, the white girls blew up, she was kind of, like, trying to reach out to them. And I think eventually the, the main girl did reach out and say, hey, I will, I'm willing to collab with you. And she acknowledged it. But that did get me thinking, like, yo, why is it that – our creativity doesn't really get the same attention. You know, I don't I don't really have no theories about that, to be honest with you. Okay, well, I'm going to give you my theory then. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So I've, I made this up today because I was thinking about it. I'm going to call it the Michael Jordan theory. Okay. The reason I call this the Michael Jordan theory is because Michael Jordan is so damn good at what he does that when he does it, we kind of look at it and we're like, oh, that's just Jordan. You know, we don't be like, oh, my God, all the time. Like, you know, Michael Jordan will jump from the free throw line and dunk, and we're like, yo, that's dope. But we expect that because it's Jordan. It's just normal. Then you have somebody like Brent Berry who does the same dunk. Oh, my God, he wins the slam dunk contest off of it. So I think with Jordan, because he's so talented, we don't hold him to the same standard as, like, a white person who can do probably half of what Mike can do. It's going to look better or it's going to look more impressive when a white person does something not as good as Jordan, but does something that is Jordan-esque. And I think that's the yeah. same thing with these dance moves where these black girls, man, they've been doing this since who knows how long for ages. Right. So it's stuff we're used to seeing. Right. But when it's suburban America and these soccer moms and uh, the Beckys and the Karens, which I just found out today, like apparently a lot of white women are being mad about, called Karen. It was on Twitter. <laughs> Apparently that's like a slur now. Really? So, yeah. So when you see these, you know, them doing the same stuff, it just looks more impressive because it's like, whoa, we didn't know they, they had that type you, you of got, rhythm. They got moves, right? Yeah, like it's kind of surprising, but it's like a pleasant surprise. I mean, everybody likes to root for the underdog, though, so 
It makes sense. It just, I just feel bad because I, you know, you see them getting all these big deals off of it, and yeah. you know the money yeah. that comes along with it. Whereas our creators are not getting the same, uh, the same type of financial, you know, stuff. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's I, the culture. We always get protective over the culture. Right. But right. But it, wait. Is it so? Here's another thing. Then is it? Is it the? Is it? Uh, I guess black culture. Or is it a young culture now? Is it? Is it young culture more mixed? I call it hip hop culture, which is more black and brown. It's based off of black and brown people. It's definitely hip hop. I'm not gonna say it's black, but we know where hip hop came from. Uh, we know who popularized a lot of hip hop. You know, it can be tied to black culture. Like there's roots. There's elements of black culture in it. Yeah. Whether it's the music, the dances. Yeah, I think it's definitely a part of black culture. But I think these young these young kids, man, they don't follow the same rules. You, you think it, is it like rock and roll, kind of like a Chuck Berry, where he's doing this stuff and not getting his respect, and the Elvis comes along and yeah, he's the greatest thing ever? No, because I think in that time period, they was intentionally being robbed. Like they were literally taking songs from like you know, like Frankie Lyman and all, you know, yeah. having them sing sing uh, you know giving it to the white artists to be more public. That, okay. So they we, were doing that in they were doing that more intentionally back then. We can't prove you know? that now that it's intentional. Yeah, yeah. I mean how can you say like if we especially when we talk in social media, that's very that's very difficult to prove. You said she was on a, the 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 black girls from All Star Weekend was on a you know No no the white girl app. the white girl from All Star Weekend. The black girl never got to All Star Weekend. Yeah they were performing. Not they the black girl. Yeah. Not they the black girl I'm talking about I'm thinking, I think I've seen you talking about the three white girls that performed during the dunk contest and stuff. No, I seen the other originals too. Oh, you did? Yeah, the TikTok girls. I definitely seen the TikTok girls, which was crazy. But I I seen the originals too. Somebody come on, it might have been during Chance's thing. Okay, I have to go back and look at that because I don't, I don't remember them getting the shine. From what I heard, is the original because it was one black girl that I'm talking about that got it, but um. Somebody flew a win. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I it might have been. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. What does it take to get exposure nowadays? Well, you know? I'm glad you said that because I'm gonna tell you. You've seen? Have you heard the new Drake song? Have you watched that new video, the Two C Slide? Yeah. First of all, I love that song. I love the dance really? is cool, but I love the video. I just love how he shows off that nice mansion. Like that house is ridiculous, man. That's his house. I know, and I just love That's that it. he's showing it off on like an MTV Cribs type of thing. Yeah. And then he does the fireworks at the end. It's just yeah, that video is just dope. I've watched it like five times already. But you think you think you, uh, you think he was trying to be uh, coronavirus safe with the gloves and mask, or was he trying to be a thug? I never thought about that. I didn't even think about that. That's a good question. <laughs> you know, they said he had to quarantine for a while because he was hanging around Kevin Durant originally, and Durant right. had got it. He was in there at the house all by himself with the. No, no, but he was on the couch. But he was sitting on the couch with the mask too. I don't know yeah. if you caught that. I don't know, but were they being were they being thugs? Or yeah, one of his friends had the same mask on the couch, just sitting. Yeah, was that coronavirus stuff? I think it was just trying to look cool. I think it was kind of a thug, like trying to look cool thing. I don't think that was coronavirus because you're in your house. You don't need a yeah, mask in I your mean, own house. You got a mask and gloves on. But then the again, mansion. you got the camera crew in there. Maybe you do need the mask and gloves. Right, you mask and gloves in the, in a mansion that you own and everybody knows you own. I just thought it. I thought it added to it. I loved how they followed him through the like. It was kind of a one shot, even though they switched shots uh, a yeah. couple times. But 
they did a prolonged shot for about yeah yeah a minute or he, so. He definitely one shot it through a whole lot of rooms. That's like yeah draped in marble. Yeah. And then the fireworks with he has the button at the end, but this the dance, the Michael Jackson, the who's bad. I love that whole thing. So basically, yeah, yeah. I was looking. Um, I kind of stumbled upon this on on YouTube yesterday. Mm-hmm. Complex did a feature on uh the two C slide and how it started. And I'll, do you know the story? No. So apparently, there's a guy named Tusi. <laughs> wow. He's on TikTok. He's really popular for the dances. So Drake robbed him. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you how Drake paid homage. So he knows Drake, and apparently they've been communicating for a while. So Drake reached out to Tusi and wow. said, hey, I have a song for you already done. Make a dance for it. So I guess he the Tusi slide song was done. He sends the song to Tusi. Tusi has a crew of like three other people, so it's four of them total. They go and make a dance up real quick. Or I guess with Drake's song, they make the dance cooler than what Drake sent. So they make it, you know, they add a little spice to it. Yeah, okay. So then they send Drake the video, I guess, of the dance back. And that's how he makes up the video with the dance. So I think wow. it's super dope that he names the song after the guy Tusi. He gives yeah. him his own dance that Drake wrote the song for. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the way you pay homage. That's why I think people can learn from drake but we've long said drake is like the stimulus package because you know drake will hop on somebody's song and it's out of there like migos versace they were out of there. right right block boy jb look uh what's uh i I love mcconan i love mcconan even though he's done now but apparently he lives in portland now (laughs) i know that (laughs) randomly but yeah him block boy jb look around or was it look alive uh now official yeah, that's when he does he does all all of his uh, West Indian language stuff. Was Cardinal Fisher was really huge. Yeah, in, the man's uh, in them, the things in yeah. the minds. Yeah, yeah, yes. he he definitely is a stimulus package on people's career. Yeah, Drake is definitely like what do you say? Pumping money into the into the economy. The way he's giving these guys hits and dances and Shiggy, he made right. Shiggy big off of the. Do you love me, Kiki? Do you love me? He made her, yeah. made him big off of that. Even though yeah. Shiggy made up the dance, but Drake, Drake shouted him out. He was out there. He put him in the video. Yeah, killing. So, he's he's killing out here. Yeah, when I found that I, that backstory, I just thought that was super dope. Nah, he's cool. I mean, it was cool. It's a cool song. I like the one, the freestyle in Chicago thing. A little bit your bad. your phone is breaking up a little bit. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I don't know if you were moving around a little bit over in that house. No, no. I'm sitting. Okay, you better. Um, I like the other song that he did too. They was talking about him because he shot the video in Marcy. Yeah, the, um, the, the freestyle, the freestyle, Chicago. Chicago freestyle. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Drake, man. Drake is a uh, he does things the correct way to me. Yeah, I remember. Know? I remember talking about Drake on the podcast years ago, man, when he was coming out with the freestyles before he really popped, like before uh, best I ever had, I believe. Like, yeah. We were we were on Drake. We were on that early, man. So I'm I'm happy to see where he's at. I'm excited for some more new music. I've been following everything he's been dropping lately. Uh, there was like a Lucy mixtape that came out with a lot of like random Drake songs. I don't know if you heard. Really? Yeah. No. It's pretty I'm dope. Look for it now. It's pretty. I think it's just called Drake Leaks or something. But he had a song on there with Bryson Tiller that I love. Uh, he had he had a song with Future. Uh, a, a remix to the one they dropped. He had another one right. with Future. Uh, big. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Drake a lot. 
He, he's one of the young guys that does it correctly. Yeah, yeah. Drake, man, he just, he makes good music. But I think the thing with Drake is, I put him up there. He's not, this is not lyrically, but to me, he's, he's up there with like a Rick Ross, a Jay-Z. And I say that not over the lyrics, but it's what I call confidence rap. Like mm. when you listen to the music, you feel like you're him. You feel like you have that, that same swag. Yeah. It gives you that confidence. You know, if you're about to go out on a date, you bump some Drake, you're going in that date with some confidence. Same with Jay-Z. Jay-Z talks yeah. that talk, he's going to give you confidence rap. Rick Ross, he's going to mention Lemon Pepper about 50 times, but it's going to be confidence in there too. Right, right. So, yeah, I think Drake is just dope for that, man. The way he the way he impacts the culture, uh, he kind of sets the trends. Everybody moves at his his direction. Yeah, he's he's been... Uh, Joe Button and them was talking about him on a pack on a podcast, talking about how he seems to be the only one to ever navigate out of bad contracts after bad contracts and end up in better positions. So, do we even know what his contract is yet? Because no, I thought he was, he was done with Cash Money, but I'm not sure now. Yeah, I think he's out now, but he was in some bad ones. He was uh, signed with the cat, the rap a lot. Jay Pr- he's still signed to Jay Prince, bro. Jay yeah. Prince has still got a little bit on it. Jay Prince got a little hand in everything, the Megan the Stallion stuff now, and the Drake. Yeah, so. But he, he shouts out Jay Prince on uh he shouts him out on the two chain song, Big Amount. He said, I'm a Jay Prince investment. So but I think it's Jay Prince's son who really like signed Drake. Right. I mean, he seems to be coming out well on his bad deals. Well, yeah, I think I think, you know, the way the music game is, you got four trash out four not trash, but you got the four albums you need to put out, usually three to four albums in the beginning. And then once you get those out you kind of go to your next deal. So Drake's way past that. So when he re-upped on the next deal, he probably yeah. got a lot of money. So that's why he has his own private jet and that, that mansion. How many square feet do you think that house is? Oh, I don't know. It's gigantic. And there was two. They showed in the, in the video. Yeah, it looked like the guest the, house. <laughs> right. It was the, no, the Toronto house was this, the one where the fireworks were, I believe. No, the Calabasas house was the fireworks. No, but, I thought that was all Toronto. That was Calabasas? Yeah, the first, yeah. The first oh, he shot it at two different houses? Yes, the beginning oh. one. The beginning one where all the marble and the velvet—that's Toronto. Like it was there, that no, that is his Calabasas. No, house. that's got to be Toronto. That has to be Toronto. Because why would no. the beginning of the video they show the streets of like Canada and Toronto? Why would they go from the Canada outside? That was at uh, the Canada house is when he pulled out that phantom. No, I'm saying before the before they go in the house, the video starts with the they're out like it's just shooting in the streets, showing the streets I, of Canada. I mean, I've seen both houses. I think it, I, he signed them both of them. Because I, I thought that new both. house is very marbled out, too. So I don't. you're saying that's the, the Calabasas house. Yeah, the, the beginning of the video was Calabasas. Then when he pulls out that Phantom, he was in Toronto. Okay, now I got to go look again. So where's the fireworks? That's Toronto? That looked like Calabasas over here, overlooking the city, didn't it? Man, I thought that whole thing was in Toronto. I got to go look now. Yeah, I, I had no I idea. I think it's both. I think because he got a crazy house in both places. Yeah, but that Toronto house is on another level. He custom built that thing. It's like, yeah, that house is. Whew. But yeah, now you got me wondering. I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to Google and look at the houses and try to. I think the video is. I, I think the video is shot in both places. But I don't know. Not even that's even a bigger flex now if he did it in both. I was already giving him the flex for the whole video, and that's a huge, even bigger flex if you shot a video in two houses. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna check that out. Um, I got I could be wrong. I'll, I'll leave that open for me being wrong. Yeah, yeah. If you're wrong, well, I, I don't know. I was gonna say I'll correct it, but nobody will even remember on the next episode. <laughs> um, 
after that, so did you listen to the Royce the Five Nine album? I did. Okay. I did. What did you think about it? You know, to me, I like Royce as a lyricist. Yeah. But I think he is a part of this mixtape generation to where his songs seem so random on the album. You thought they were random? I thought he was following a, a direction. Nah, I just feel like it, it, this song and then his last few albums, even like Prime, you know. And no, but well, Prime was just rapping. But his last album was actually really, really good. The one that he had Bob Boat on there with J. Cole. That was a really good album. Yeah, I just think they just, he just makes a lot of, you know, good songs. But to me, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't feel it the same way. Like when you listen to Jay's record, when you listen to, you know, uh, Drake's record, it, it pulls you out of the seat. You know what I mean? It, it, it creates a feeling from track one to track 12 or 14, whatever. But to me, Royce's album just seems to be all over the place. You know, it just, he just has a lot of good verses on a few good beats. I thought, you know? see, all right, so this is the vibe I got. I, I got a Dead Prez vibe on that album. Mm. I got a let's get free. I'm going to give y'all some mental it, it food. Def- it definitely it definitely was way more, you know, ra- uh, radical may be a tough word. Yeah, um, it was a little radical. A little radical. A lot of conspiracies in there. Yeah, yeah. About the I mean, vaccines it, and stuff and uh, money and all that. Yeah, it definitely had more of that feel to it, it but... I, it still feels random to me. Did you know that he uh, produced that whole album? No. You might you might have listened to it differently if you knew that. Nah, Not nah. only did he produce that whole album, I don't know if you heard the Eminem album. No, I didn't hear Eminem. You haven't heard any of it? Uh-uh. So there's a single on there called Darkness, which is dope. It's kind of like the mind of the Las Vegas shooter. He's going through, like, he's, he's rapping from the sure. mind of the shooter. Yeah. And Royce produced that single. And it's it's a pretty... It's a pretty dope song, man. You should check it out. It's tough. It's tough, you know. Like I said, them, them artists that don't put records on the shelves. Well, M, go, no, M puts go. records on the shelf. Eminem actually has one of the the fan bases that actually still goes out and buys records. I think when you look at Eminem's record sales, a lot of his are still physical. It's not digital. I think he gets a lot of physical sales from his from his uh, fans. Whereas uh, somebody I, like a I Yachty, didn't see the last. I mean, not Yachty. I didn't see the last one. Uh, Kanye West hasn't put a physical product out in a long time. It's killed me too. Yeah. Oh, you know I'm gonna talk about Kanye in a minute, but uh, Lil Uzi. That's what I was gonna say. I don't know if you saw the numbers he did, like back to back weeks. No, but he did like three hundred thousand. Then re-released it as like a bone as a bonus record. Uh huh. He did. He called it something where it was like all new records, and it was like an extension of the first one. And then he does close to three hundred thousand again. Man, he has a loyal. Loyal yeah, fan oh yeah, base. his fan base is absolutely crazy. And I don't know much of his music, but I just love the way he, like, he moves like a rock star. Right. He's oh, like absolutely. a modern day rock star the way his fans treat him. Absolutely. I don't hate him. I mean, he got his, to me, he's one of the cats that got a unique, new, one of the new cats that got a unique kind of style to him. Yeah. Um, and all of them are starting to sound trappy, but. And he's from Philly. He, yeah. Gotta, oh, yeah. I got to show love because he's from Philly. Um, got to. Yeah. So you say Kanye, which I didn't even have that in my topics, but I do want to, since you're from Chicago, yeah. I think it's only right we, we touch on a little bit of Kanye West and what's going on in his life. Uh, pause if, if needed for that. Uh, but yeah. what, is, what is the state of Kanye right now? I, I, do you follow him still? Because a lot of black people have disowned him, so I don't know if you're still rocking. I mean, Kanye is one of those historic musical things as far as rap is going, you know, but 
has a he has a piece of the, the industry on him, you know, with creation of the I don't know if you want to call it creation, but he made that slow sample uh, a big thing. So I respect him for that, and I think he definitely is one of the top five producers in the in the industry for sure, uh, as far as rap music goes. But you know, when it comes to Chicago, I think. I think he's doing a lot of Chicago things under the radar where people don't really know about it, which I think is better because it, it leaves Chance the Rapper in the forefront. And and I, I think I like that a lot better. Chance the Rapper. You like Chance carrying the bear? The, the, what is the baton for you guys? A- absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I love Chance. You know, I will say Kanye stole his style with the whole gospel-infused hip-hop. Sure. But uh, I haven't listened to Chance's new album. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. Uh, the new album was a little crazy. They said it's all about love, loving his wife. Love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that, if you're married, that, you know. That's a little crazy. But, I mean, as far as the person representing the city, he's done way more than Kanye West visibly. You know, like, he does a lot fighting for the school system and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, because his dad was, like, what, down with Obama, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Chance Chance does a lot, a lot for the city, you know. And I and I got to see his whole you know his whole progression from oh you've seen him from the beginning yeah yeah so I definitely like where he's at and I think Kanye has taken more of a quiet place of what he's doing in Chicago just so it doesn't steal the thunder from from Chance but or at least that's the way it appears you know um, I think you know a lot of a lot of Chicago artists are, have done a lot and are not getting a shine like you don't really I don't know do you follow Dirk at all yeah. I was on Dirk earlier though. I liked his music in the beginning. Uh, right here was one of my favorites from him. L's up anthem is I still bump that. So I don't even followed him later on, but right, yeah. And you I know, know G, G Herbo's big too over there. Herbo, yeah. Uh, you know th- these cats, they created a movement with that drill. Thing, the drill, you Chief Keef. I, mean? I was I was a big yeah. Chief Keef guy in the beginning. Yeah, that drill thing was huge, man. It was huge. Yeah, I see Young Chop wilding out on Twitter lately uh, and Instagram. I'm pray for him because he's he's beefing with 21 Savage, and that might not uh, end well. Yeah, yeah. But do you think Kanye fell off musically? Like his last couple of albums? I don't know if you heard the gospel one, but the the Ye, I heard Ye was, a, I heard a little bit of Ye. No, I heard a little bit, no, I heard the gospel. Just musically, musically, like beats-wise, uh, rhymes, I think the gospel one left a lot to be desired. I listened to it. It sounded like he tried to do too much where he probably should have Kirk Franklin it and, you know, well, be the hype man, get a choir to back you. Right. Well, you know, he doesn't make all his beats like he used to. Oh, I didn't know that. He's not doing yeah. that anymore? No. A lot of those are produced by the cats who are on those songs. Like, Kid Cudi is the one who does a lot of Kanye's music. Oh, okay. You know, Kid Cudi makes a lot of his music. Uh, Chance, the Ultra Light Beam was the biggest one off of that uh, Life of Pablo record. Which was a complete ripoff of Chance's coloring book. Whole I think album. that was, I think that record was Chance's record. I think he just gave it to him. Definitely was. Definitely was yes. a Chance record. So, you know, it. I, he's using other people for production. I think he's just taking more of an executive role now as opposed to being the dude on the NPC. I think his rhymes have fell off too. Now that he's not yeah. rapping all that pro blackness anymore, I don't, I don't yeah. feel it anymore from him. That that is definitely different. His rap is definitely different. But I mean, how far, I think you know what the the thing that got him in trouble, and I think the same thing with Lil Wayne, is they tried to be the people that say, oh, "Well, we're creating something new." You know, I, I hated that 
they didn't feel like they could just stick with who they were, that they always felt like they had to reinvent themselves. Yeah. I think that, to me, is the biggest problem with hip-hop. You know, you get a country star, Reba McIntyre, you know, has sounded like Reba McIntyre for probably 30 years. You Shout know out to I mean? Reba. You know, but when we get rappers, they always feel like they need to evolve their sound for some reason. And I, I don't know why that is. I kind of like the cats like Jadakiss, who who sounds like Jadakiss always. You know what I mean? He's yeah. never, he's not <laughs> changing it up. He's not changing it up. I, I kind of appreciate those rappers, you know, but, you know, Kanye's still moving units, so. I'm going to tell you when I. I can't say he's falling off. I'm going to tell you when I, the, 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 the moment I realized we lost Kanye. Mm. I don't, do you know? I, I bet you about to say when he became a Kardashian. Nope, 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 nope. This is, this is going back to graduation, Kanye. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. We lost Kanye when he didn't marry Mr. Rainey's daughter. You remember that? You remember that song? Yeah, yeah. He promised us he was gonna marry his daughter. He didn't do it. When he when he didn't hold that when he didn't keep that promise, I was like, oh, we can't trust him. He's gonna be gone soon. Is that it? Yeah. It's it's, it's not Amber Rose. Bro, he went like he went through he went by through like five women after Mr. Rainey's daughter. Mm. I don't even know who Mr. Rainey's daughter was. I don't know if it was Alexis, because it was <laughs> Alexis girl he rapped about. Right. I don't know if it was her or if it was somebody before her, but I know he had so many after that. Bro, you was in love. You promised this man you would marry his daughter. You ain't do it. Right. So after that, <laughs> I was like, yo, I, yo, we lost him. Then he became a Kardashian, which, did you see the fight between Kim yeah. and Courtney? <laughs> yeah. I caught the clip of that, and that was very violent. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and of course, they're the producers, so they let it roll. When who, it was on Bad Girls Club, they would have tried to cut things, huh? Who do you think Who you think won that? Listen, I think... <laughs> what do you, you think? Know, wait, all right, so look, I watch wrestling. So Courtney, in, Courtney was tough wait, wait, for real, a brief real, moment. Real quick, I watch wrestling, and in wrestling, we have two terms. Yeah. We have a shoot, that means it's real, and then we have a work, that means it's fake. Was this a shoot or a work? Oh, uh, no, they definitely turned up for the cameras. Because, you know, Kim was real reserved at first. So that's a sh- is, that, that's a, is that a work? Yeah, work, absolutely. Because Kim was real reserved in the beginning and when, when Courtney was all in her face. But then all of a sudden, she now you can't hold her back. She want to smack the chick. I didn't even see the beginning. Her. I don't even know what caused it. I just saw Kim get up and start charging. They basically was on her talking about, you know, that she don't be really doing putting on for the show like she used to. And you know, Courtney is Courtney is basically like, listen, I'm done. I'm done with doing this. I, you know, I, I don't want the fame that comes along with all this. We can't even do anything normal, you know. And then they basically, her and uh, Chloe were saying, well, you're just being a little bitch, you know, about things. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Courtney got in her face, and you know, now no, Kim, got, Kim wanted to. I thought Kim Co- wanted to turn up. I thought Kim got in Courtney's face. No, Kim started the other way around. So what, Courtney walked away after that? Because Kim walked up to the door where Courtney was yeah, by the door. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney walked up on her. Kim was in the, oh, sitting on the floor. Wait, you're saying, no, I thought Kim got up and walked to Courtney. You're saying Courtney walked up to Kim? Did I got her yes. mixed up? Yes, and then and she got in her face and she said, I will fuck you up or something to that extent. Oh, I must have got her and mixed then, up. And then Kim turned up. That's when Kim turned up. So you're saying up. Kim got the best? Yeah. Because okay. uh, Twitter was making it seem like Kim lost. No, Kim popped her in the face a couple times. I thought they both got hit in the face, though. Both of them got clean shots. Even though you couldn't <laughs> see it with the door, like they were around the corner of the door, but I thought they both got clean shots in. 
And I know I know Kim was in the editing room for that one because you can hear her slaps the loudest. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm assuming that I haven't kept watching, but I'm assuming they made up and they're cool now. I think they're going to stretch that out a few more episodes. Oh, you got to stretch it out. Okay. You got to get a little bit more out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at it. They starting to get the they starting to get the real housewives of Atlanta turnout Ooh, because of that fight. They kick people off when they fight on that show. Uh what's right. her name? Portia Portia lost the peach for a while. She finally got it back, but she had lost her peach for a long time. Yeah, yeah that's the that's what happens when you own the show. You get to keep the role in the footage. Yeah, because Andy don't <laughs> be playing that. Andy be right. like, uh uh-uh, uh, y'all ain't fighting on this. Y'all ain't gonna make this uh flavor of love. <laughs> right. Right. We're gonna keep this cordial, <laughs> formal. Right. But yeah, all right. So you thought Kim won that, or yeah, you said Kim won. It's definitely work, but I think it was Kim. Yes, it was a work, and Kim Kim came out the victor. Okay. Yeah, that was a wild fight though, because that I don't even watch the show like that. I would catch it here and there, but that clip made it everywhere. Yeah, that clip. I I, I think that's exactly why she did it. Hmm. Get, let's get the ratings up. Yeah, yeah, and because because every year they usually have a scandal, right? There's no scandal this year. Not Chloe and Tristan are. I don't even know if they're still talking or what. But uh, right, they're, no, they're not. You know, so it, that that was the first episode too. Tristan was there, and, and I think it was, uh, he was. I think it was Kim or either. Yeah, Kim invited him for dinner. I heard. Like, I read about that. Chloe got mad yeah. about them having dinner. Yeah, so you know that that's not really a big story, and Chloe seems to be trying to avoid it. I think they just missing out on storylines this year. So what happened? Kim turned up. That's where's, why I think it's worked. Where's Chris Jenner at during all this? She was over in Paris. I think they were supposed to be doing a fashion show, and uh, Kylie was sick and was unable uh, to attend. Is Chris still uh, with uh, the? Attend. She's still with the bald black guy. Yes. When are they gonna get married? Do you think they not? They want to get married? Man, she's not giving up the empire. No, I mean you know he's gonna be prenuped up, right? He's gonna sign the <laughs> prenup as long as <laughs> freaking receipt from Walgreens, man. Man, I don't know about that one. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm I, just. I, they, brother, I think brother's gonna be on the outside looking in forever. Uh, I've just they've been together for so long. I thought you know maybe it was time for them to make it official. But uh, uh I I want to ask you something real quick about music. I was uh, watching this NPR thing the other day. Have you ever heard of a rapper named Chica? It's a uh, girl from Alabama, man. She's like 22, 23. No, I haven't. Super dope. Super dope. I really encourage you to check her Wait out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is she, uh, I, I don't like to say Heavy set? Though. Yes. Yes. Heavy set. Yes. Yes. I yeah. have heard her. Yes. Yes. She is cold. I she have is, heard her. Yo, she is dope, bro. I was watching yes. her whole NPR thing. I'm like, how is this girl only 23? Yes. Did he put her on, uh, on his Instagram? Oh, he did? She, yeah. Oh, that's a good look. Oh, she did. Yeah. You know what? On the NPR thing, she shouted out Diddy and, and Hove. Yes, Diddy put him on the Instagram one day, and she was freestyling. I was like, "Oh, this chick is killing it!" Not only can she freestyle, she can make songs. Like her, watch yeah. her NPR, her tiny desk. Her tiny that's desk the, is that's the one that that's the one that Diddy put on her tiny desk. Okay, yes, yeah. yeah, she can make some music, bro. She is talented. Yes, yes. I've stumbled upon her, man. She and reminds. She can sing. She can, yes. She's like, she reminds me of a rapper from Houston, this guy named Toby and, and, and Guigue. I don't know if you've heard of him. No. Similar I mean, styles. He's yeah. from Houston. He has an NPR tiny desk, too. He raps a little like Andre 3000, man. He's more of like the Christian hip-hop, but he's, huh. he's cold, though. He's like a Lecrae, where it's like, you don't even notice he's like Christian hip-hop because he's just really good with it. Right. But he reminds me a lot of Chica 
in the in the flow, the cadence and all that. So yeah, I was, I would was check, dope. yeah, check him I out too, that. though. But she's she's definitely got a high ceiling, man. Yeah, I think she's. I don't go- know, man. She, she might she might get buried. Like, um, who's the other cat from down south that got that, Rhapsody? That really good. No, no, I like Rhapsody a lot. Okay. She's one, I she's, love Rhapsody too, but I, she hasn't reached like she hasn't gotten that mainstream success that she should. Oh, I think she's one of the best female rappers ever. No, she's sure. the well, she's the best out right now, female wise. But uh, I think I think in ever, yeah, oh, I yeah. still got Lauren Hill as my number one. Oh, well, even though she didn't good. give us a lot of stuff, but when she gave us raps, I, I, I like raps. I like Rhapsody style a lot, man. Oh, I love Lauren Rhapsody. Hill Lauren Hill was good too. That's a tough one. But you, is Lauren Hill a rapper? Is she a rapper or is she an R&B singer? She's an R&B singer who can rap, but when she raps, she's elite. Yeah, but that that's I mean Rhapsody is one hundred percent a rap. I know, I know what you look. I played Rhapsody on the. Was it the first, the second episode? One of my first or second episodes. I think it was the second one I played Rhapsody's music. Yeah, I really dig that chick. She's she's really good. Um, no, there's another dude that's out of. I think he out of Mississippi. Um, I played a guy from Mississippi on my first episode, Skip Coon. Nobody heard about him, but he's dope too. But uh, Crit Crit is my favorite out of Mississippi. Big yeah, Crit. I don't know if you're not talking Big about Crit. him. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay. Yes, Big Crit. I yeah. Love Big Crit, bro. I paid. Matter of fact, when you hear this podcast later, if whenever you listen to it. I start out yeah. with Big Crit, REM. You know, you're like the underground DJ of the year, but I'm saying, yeah. like, he could be, he should be way bigger. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, well, this is what happened with Crit. Crit came out with a fire mixtape. Uh, uh, what was it called, man? I forgot the name of it. But then he, he signed on a major. He signed with Def Jam, which was a mistake, because his first mixtape was uh, very sample heavy. Mm-hmm. So when he went to Def Jam, he couldn't do all those samples. So when he dropped the album, it didn't sound like the mixtape. And I think some people were kind of uh, let down. But, oh, Crit was here. That was the first mixtape, which was a classic. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he went to Def Jam. It didn't work out. He dropped, like, two albums there. Then he got out of the contract, and now he's independent again, doing the music he wants to do. Yeah. And it's it's sounding like the Crit we know. Like, his last album's really good. The last two albums are really good, actually. I like I like I like Crit, but he's he definitely is not getting the love that he could. He that's I think her career is going to end up like his. Rhapsody? No. Uh, or no, or you just about Chica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she gets the right backing, I think she could be out of here. It's going to be impossible. She probably doesn't have the look. You can't market like cuz you know, they market sex. So you're probably not going to be able to market the look. I don't know. I Rhapsody changing that. He's changing that. But Rhapsody she doesn't th- do a lot of she doesn't do a lot of sex stuff. But she's not out of here yet either, though. I'm saying to get on like a Kendrick level. Oh yeah, nah. Because Kendrick raps well, nah. and he's like mainstream, right? And I'm waiting for a woman to get there, like a rapping, <laughs> rapping woman. Not no like Nikki's cool, but she sells sex. Bod- probably more. So yeah, like she sells. You don't sex. like that Bodak yellow, huh? <laughs> oh, Cardi. Uh, Bodak, well, you know she, where she got that song from. I don't. Well, you yeah, probably, Kodak, been, Kodak, Kodak. Yeah, no yeah, flocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Kodak. No, I, I, I was trying to explain Cardi to somebody the other day, and I was like, you know what it is with Cardi? I was telling Domain this actually. I don't think he got it, but I said the reason Cardi resonates with all these like people, like not just black, but white, white women in like Nebraska and shit. The reason everybody loves Cardi is because of her flow, bro. Like. Her flow has so many quotables, and like you can just rap her verses yeah. so easily. Her cadence, I think, just, is just, just like just like Chan said. It's not a goddamn line you can't tweak. Yeah, exactly. She has the cadence and the flow that you can rap all of her verses 
and they hit, bro. They all hit. Yes, I agree. And I think that's what makes Cardi and the fact that she was a former stripper and she's just she comes off as the average woman, like the regular woman. You can, I agree. The, the average woman can relate. To, they see themselves in her because she's normal, bro. She's on Instagram doing rants, coronavirus, and all that. Like she's just right. a normal person. Yes, I agree. So I think that's what makes her a star, man. But yeah, I don't. I would love to see Chica. I think she's so young that she has a chance to blow up. Yeah, she said money can money can make you lose weight. So I don't even think she has to lose weight. I think she can go the Lizzo route and be herself. Nah, man. not selling sex, but just be confident in who you are. You don't have to sell sex. You can be like the brat or something, but you can still just be yourself. You know, it's it's tough in rap. Rap is still real pretty. Story. I think if you can spit though, guys, you'll get the males. Regardless, yeah. if you can flow, yeah, but, we coming. Women, but it's gonna be a tougher sell. But you'll get the men. Yeah, but rap music historically is not bought by men. It's it's by women. Well, now know? it's streaming. It's teenagers, men and yeah. boys and yeah. girls. Yeah, I, so, I see it, man. I see it with her. I hope so. She definitely got the skill. Cause I'm gonna tell that you, she don't even down. need. She don't need us. I think she can get the white women and the white people. If she gets the white people, she's out of here. That's what Lizzo did. Oh, absolutely. Lizzo got the white people, and Lizzo was gone. You know, I you know I've been listening to Lizzo for like three years. No, I I had recently, bro. I think I got on the Lizzo maybe about six months ago. I had no idea. I'm like, who is this Lizzo? Lizzo, chick? she on Instagram, butt naked. It's crazy. Like, well, I'm gonna tell you that is her personality. She's been doing that for years. But Lizzo dropped good as hell three years ago. Really? I posted that song on Facebook. Got zero likes. Son, you need you in the wrong profession. You need to get some turntables. <laughs> Lizzo posted true for I put po- oh she dropped true hurts two years ago. I posted that on Facebook. No likes. Yeah, you gotta get some turntables. Yeah. Then True Hurts blows up this year. And I first of all, I understand how she's getting nominated for a Grammy that for a song that dropped two years ago, but I was happy to see it. But Lizzo's been around for a while, man. She and that's why when I hate when people call her industry plant, because Lizzo has been around, bro. She's been going hard for a while. Sure. I respect her hustle, man. I but, think Grammy I think Grammy nominations work when you submit it to the Grammy board. So she probably just submitted them late. That's true. And you know she's on Atlantic, so she got the the monster, the building behind her, but they were pushing Cardi first, so she probably had to wait her turn. Absolutely. And after Cardi, they put the building behind her. Absolutely. Yeah, so shout out to Lizzo. I've been a fan forever. Melissa Jefferson is her real name. That's just showing you how much I am a fan. Uh, one more topic I want to get to though before I before I wrap this up. All right. uh, we've been going an hour and almost forty minutes already, which is pretty dope. Uh, giving you guys some content, man. And Sundays I like to drop for those who don't know. Uh, I'm gonna try to do a couple more ep- episodes this week too. Uh, trying to get my cousin to come through so we can break down that whole Tiger King thing because I watched right. it. And, uh, <laughs> My other cousin wants to come on and do a rebuttal to everything me and Kayla talked about. He wants to give a man's perspective on everything we talked about. So. Oh, okay. Look look for those two episodes this week, probably midweek. Um, I want to talk about this whole, one more about the COVID-19. Right. Saw an article today that was a little disturbing. Hmm. So Pastor Jamal Bryant from Atlanta. I don't know if, do you know who he is? No, but I'm I'm, listening. I'm with you. I think I'm up up on this. Well, well, no, I'm about to. You watch Real Housewives and stuff, right? Or no? Do, I don't know if yes. your wife has you watching all that. Yes. Have you seen Real Housewives of Potomac? Uh, I have, actually. There's a light-skinned woman on there named Giselle Bryant. Yes. That is his ex-wife. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Get a bomb for that. <laughs> so Giselle Bryant is his ex-wife. Uh I think they were trying to rekindle it. She actually wrote like a tell-all book about him and stuff after they got divorced. Uh but I guess they rekindled and they're good now. So he owns the mega church. Well, he doesn't own it, but he's pastoring the mega church in Atlanta, the one that Bishop Eddie Long used to be the preacher of before he got sick and he passed away. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you remember Bishop Eddie Long. He had like he got in some trouble because he was sending like pictures of himself in the muscle shirts to the to the boys. <laughs> it was like a big story back then. Oh, my. God. So Jamal Bryant took over as the pastor after Eddie Long passed away. All right. And. He runs this mega church out there in like Lithonia, Georgia, man, outside of Atlanta. I think it's like east of Atlanta. So I found out today on the Christian Post, which is a reliable website, that he was offering a thousand COVID-19 tests to minorities or I guess people, whoever could afford it for one hundred and fifty dollars each. I guess somebody caught word of it. And once they caught word you know, they started outing him on it, so they postponed the event. But I have a serious issue with the with the first of all, I don't even a test does not cost $150. They said most of them are supposed to be free. But I forgot what the reason I think he was saying it was twenty five one twenty five for the for the people to administer the test and another twenty five for something else. So I guess my question to you is do you think that churches right now are trying to take advantage of people in need between this and all these certain churches trying to stay open and have services where knowing you're putting people at risk. Do you think they're looking out for themselves instead of the, the congregation? I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Cause I mean, churches in general are, are shaky things, right? Because they don't pay taxes and anything like that. Right. So yeah, no taxes. Open, you, you 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 go from the church, you get the building fund, and the building don't ever change. You know, it's it's shaky to a church in general. But I mean, at the same time, you know, even if you did have half a heart, a lot of people resort to religion in time periods of crisis. You know, so yeah, I think they're just I think they're capitalizing on that fact. Okay, all right. I just oh man, I I don't know what would make you think you need the church because you're. He's got to be pocketing some of that money. Definitely. There's no way $150 is going to all that. Right. I mean, I don't know. My math's not great, but 150 times a thousand. Well, they were telling us in you know, 150,000, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I didn't do the math. 15,000. That might be 15. Yeah. They <laughs> were telling us to, to, you know, insurances are not covering the COVID 19 test here. And they were saying that the the fee was in the thousands of dollars. It was like fifteen hundred dollars to go get a COVID nineteen test. Oh, I read here that the government. I was reading earlier that they were saying that the government's. It, it is one hundred fifty thousand. My math is still decent, but they were saying that it was supposed to be free. I guess for those who couldn't afford it. Right. Like the it's, government it's, is supposed to be putting measures into where you're supposed to be able to get it for free now. Yeah, and that's now. But in the beginning, it was like fifteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah, so, you know when it first come out, everybody gonna try to you know make some money off it, and then yeah. we gotta regulate stuff. That's how America works, you know. So I mean, if you if you're a church though, is it wrong just to charge people? Period. I guess is where you would be, you know. Like yes, it's wrong you, when you claim y'all can heal people by touching their heads. What do you need one hundred fifty dollars for? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I don't know. That's shaky. And I, he's been in trouble before with like stuff doing wrong in with the church so 
I just think when you have a shaky background or history, you you, you need to walk a fine line. I don't think yeah, he should have acted like that in this situation. Yeah, that's a little that's a little shaky. But I he was he was right to postpone it now once he got caught. But it's like, bro, what did you think was gonna happen? You thought you thought that one fifty was gonna ride and people were just gonna show up and pay that? First of all, I, I'll tell you right now, I ain't got no damn insurance. If I ever get this virus, <laughs> I'm staying my ass at home. Like I probably won't even Wait. know. Cause I'm just you, you ain't got no insurance. I don't have a job right now. Oh my god, you about to get fined? No, but no, no. My dad did my taxes this year. They took away the fine. Really? Donald Trump took the fine away. There's no fine for no health care this year. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna give him an applause, but fuck him. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But he did take the fine away. Wow. Yeah, no fine this year, man. So I'm good. I'm good. I got some tax money coming back. I'm all right. But I, if I get sick, I'm not good. <laughs> right. If I get sick, I'm in trouble. But yeah, you stay in the house. Man. If I get the virus, you ain't gonna know because I ain't getting tested for that shit. If they charging, right. I'm gonna just make my ass stay. I'm gonna stay my ass home for 14 days and self self medicate and self quarantine. Self medicate? What kind of medication are you talking about? I don't about? know. What do they say? Tylenol can cure it these days. Who knows, man? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying though, like. For people like me with no insurance, yeah. If something happens, you know, I'm not dropping a 150 on a test that where nah. you just swab my mouth. Are you yeah, kidding me? Is a DNA test? Yeah. Nah. Well, were you basically going to tell me if I got it or not? So if I got it, I just wasted 150. No, if I got season. it, then you're going to send me to the hospital where I can't afford to go either. Yeah. So I'm just going to take my chances with the Lord. Yeah. Somebody was talking about seventy five thousand dollar hospital bills to go now to get all the the quarantining and stuff. I said, yo. Bro, I would let God come get me before I pay seventy five thousand. <laughs> that ass, like, <laughs> I think my life is worth more than that, but I am not trying to find yeah. that. <laughs> I, I hear you, I hear you. But yeah, man, Jamal Bryant, you need to do better than that. All right, be better than that, man. You out Definitely. here, you out here trying to get your people with another one. It's not good. All right, you're better Definitely. than that, and Giselle is fine as hell still. <laughs> Hope y'all reconcile. But uh, D'Angelo, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show today for no, letting me call you. No doubt. It's been a long time since we've gotten a chat and I've, I've enjoyed our conversations. It, it brings me back to the days of the original Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence and Real Talk from the Cheap Seats, which yeah. you need to go ahead and bring that show back. That's what I, that, people are telling me about that, man. I get, I still get people that come up to me and be like, yo, when are y'all doing the sports show again? Well, I think you gotta, you gotta, if you bring it back right now, you're gonna have to add a little bit more in there because your sports is scarce. You're scarce on sports right now. I think, I think, I, in all honesty, man, if we would have stuck with it, because we was ahead of Fox One sports. So I think we would have been, it would have been a good little race. I think the only people that would have really been, would, you know I mean, I guess. Uh, Skip Bayless at the time was with Stephen A. Smith. You yeah. know, I think I think when we got on when we got on iTunes, we would have been able to give him a run, man. We were so, so ahead of our time, though. It's like I'm kind of happy we did it back then, but it's like, bro, we didn't have all the resources. Like all we had was iTunes. Now you have so many different platforms you can put this on. Like this, my podcast right now is on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on SoundCloud. It's on Google Play. Well, I think Google Play is still approving me, but it's supposed to be on Google Play soon. I'm on Spotify. Like there's well, you so already you already got this on iTunes. Mm -hmm. They approved me on uh, Friday. It took three days. It was supposed to be less than that. They took forever. Three days when I did it the first time. It took us three months. 
Oh, that's nah. Fresh. They they told me when I first did it, they were like, they're going to let you know in like 24 hours. But I think with the, the coronavirus, they moving slow. So it took three days. Uh, it took three months. At that time, at the time, you had to prove a certain level of consistency. You had to prove a certain level of quality and your uh, sound quality. They still want that. Yeah. yeah. Like Spotify, they said if you if you play music on your your podcast, it has to be a certain quality of music. I forgot the 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 ratio where it hurts or whatever the gig. I forgot, but Spotify they're they're strict, but they approved me in like three hours, and then Stitcher really? just was like you're up, and SoundCloud you're up. But yeah, iTunes took the longest. Google Play is taking a little bit of time now, but I think that's the last one I really need to get on. I think I'm on every other platform. Did you already? So you already got logos and everything done. No, nah, I just got my little picture. I put a different picture up. My cousin took a picture of me last time he was here. So <laughs> I, I haven't done a logo yet. I'll, I'll probably talk with one of my friends at some point. Right now, I'm like, I'm completely independent. So everything I'm doing is like me. Like, I don't have a team. I don't have a staff. Like, I'm doing it all from the ground up. So I'm not moving as fast as I would, you know, as somebody else would do if they're with a network or something. But yo, it's going to feel that much better when it's cooking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's cool. Like even with the SoundCloud, now I can see like how many people listen and stuff. Sure. Um, I'm not like chasing numbers right now. I'm just trying to get some consistency going in. I tell people yeah. like, I believe in letting things happen organically. So yeah. I'm more of like a I don't I don't want to like bug my friends to death about hey listen to me. I don't want to force anybody or guilt anybody into listening. You know, I put a couple posts on Facebook. I tell people, and if they want to listen, you know, I say. Uh, like my Facebook page, which is Jared Lawrence Radio, for those who are listening. And then you like that, and I'll probably post the episodes on there, but I'm not going to be on my regular Facebook bombarding people because I think you turn people off when you do that. So I kind of take the organic approach where it's like, you know, I I plant a seed, I put it out there, I water it, and hopefully it grows. Like, hopefully people who like it will tell their friends about it or they'll mention it to people, and they'll be like, oh, what is that? Or there'll be people on iTunes who stumble upon it and listen and tell people, and they'll my my thing is I, I would love for it to spread by word of mouth because that lets me know people really rock with it and it's doing what it's supposed to do. And I'm entertaining and I'm providing you with some good insights. So I'd yeah, rather well, – it's more let rewarding. Me know, yeah. Let me know. I'm open. I'm always open. Yeah, it's just – yeah, I, I'm just – I don't know. I feel like I do it different than most people. A lot of people are like heavy promotion. I'm light promotion with mine. Uh, I Like I said, we'll, we'll see where it goes, man. But – uh. I, I am happy that I have my own studio where I can record at my own leisure. I can do, you know, I'm not, I think a lot of podcasts right now are going to start struggling because a lot of these people aren't going to be able to get to the studios. A lot of people yeah. rent, rent studios. So this might be my lane for me to kind of take over right now with, with the way it's it going. Is. So yeah, it you know, is. that's, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to is just growing this and trying to get Domain back in here. He's been busy lately, but he's like my, my co-host. So at some point, trying to get him in there consistently. My cousin came in. He did an admirable job last week. Supposed to come nice. back. Uh, I always love, you know, I love having people in the studio too because I just love the the chemistry. Right. I think it's 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 definitely different having somebody here, but it's hard to get people here right now with the with the whole virus, I understand. Right. But I have a board where I can make phone calls, so that helps. But, yeah, I thank you for coming on, man. And uh, No doubt. Do you have anything you want to promote? Nah, not at this time, man. I'm, you know, I mean, I might get back into the game. You got me amped up. This is the same thing that happened last time. You got me gassed up. Okay. Everything yeah, was man. Adult, so 
Yeah, because I remember you didn't even know about that. You you were trying yeah. to take your time with the iTunes, and I was like, they approved me. You're like, you got approved. And then you were like, oh, I'm going for it now, too. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah you got so. me gassed up in the whole thing. You were like, yeah, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, I just ordered a couple mics. Yeah, man. Let's so if you ever come back, we got to, like, come up with, like, a crew name where, like, we're, like, a little crew, me and you, our little podcast crew. So I'm with that. That would be something cool where we can kind of uh, cross-promote and be on each other's shows again and then – I'm with that. Be like the old days, man. Um, I'm with that. You keep cracking. I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, and That's then whenever you get yours back up and running, man, feel free to come back on here and promote, and we'll talk about whatever. That's what's up. Do a, a sports sports talk preview or whatever you want to do. So let That's me know. You know I'm always around. That's what's up. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank D'Angelo for coming on. I'm I'm going to let you go because I have to switch back to the music because, you know, I, I use my music on my my uh, Windows phone and I'm talking right. to you on my Android. So I switch back to that one. But uh, I will catch up with you later, D'Angelo, and I'm going to give you a nice little applause on the way out. Thank you for well, your time. All right. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, that was D'Angelo, my good friend from back in the day, man. Like I said, he got me started on this whole thing. He's the reason I'm doing this. He's the reason I'm almost at two hours today. You know, we gave you a lot of content on this Sunday night. Uh, going forward, I want to I wanna record Sundays. That's going to be my main day to drop this episode. Some, you know, if I if I can't find somebody, I will go solo. If if I have a guest, I will, you know, it's always better to have somebody to go back and forth with. So if I have a guest, we'll do that. Um, other than that, you know, look forward to a couple bonus episodes this week. I'm going to have my cousin on, Kenya. He wants to come on. We're going to talk some Tiger King. Uh, shout out to my cousin, Jarrell. He wants to come on. He wants to do a response to what Kayla said. So we're going to do that. And then probably give you another episode next Sunday. So check out Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. I'm going to leave you guys with some Candy Burris. Stay prayed up because that's what we need in our life right now. And I look forward to catching up with you guys next week. This is Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. Candy Burris featuring Marvin Sapp. Stay prayed up. I'm out. Uh, why me, Lord? That's what I kept on saying not too long ago. It seems like I was living in the darkest hole. My sadness and my anger start to take control. I had a lot of stuff weighing on me, y'all. I shed a lot of tears that you didn't see, no. But I couldn't let grief consume me. Cause I got a little girl depending on me It can't rain forever The sun's gotta shine again I remember that old saying So I kept praying And you should do the same, my friend I stay prayed up That gets me by
stay prayed up. See, the only way I made it through my pain is through God's favor. Why me, Lord? How am I supposed to raise these kids alone? kids alone? I do the best I can to keep a happy home. Happy home. It's hard to do it now, my better half is gone. gone. Got a lot of eyes looking at me, y'all. Judging every move that I'm making, y'all. I'm just trying to do the best that I can. Oh, yeah. But it's hard because I'm just an ordinary man. It can't rain forever. No, no, no. So I just keep on praying And you should do the same, my friend I stay prayed up That gets me by That's how I made it through My darkest time God's favor.